Here's this. The opinions that you hear are those of the host and callers, and not those of iHeartMedia, its management, or advertisers. Ladies and gentlemen, it's the Phillips File, broadcasting high atop the iHeartMedia complex on WTKS-FM HD1. Cocoa Beach, Orlando. Available anywhere you go on the iHeartRadio app. Download it now. Groundbreaking. Critically acclaimed. And now, the Phillips File. All right, here we go. Hold your ears, folks. It's showtime. Okay. Oh yeah, it is. Hello there. Good afternoon, everybody. Welcome. It is the start of the Phillips File. This one for uh, Thursday. That's Thursday, February 8th in the year 2018. Good afternoon, everybody. My name is Jim Phillips here once again to take your phone calls and listen to your stuff, your nonsense, whatever that stuff might happen to be. News and current events, we'll do that. We'll talk about your life. Feel free to talk about mine. And of course, the nature of this program, we'll find so many of the things to discuss this afternoon. We always do. So take part in the most listened to, the most popular, the most widely heard, the highest rated radio program of its kind in the entire state of Florida. One way to do it, you can pick us up on iHeartRadio. Go to realradio.fm. If you care, check out that. That's our website. You can follow me on Twitter at RealJim. And, of course, send us a text on anything at any time. I promise we'll read it. We may use it on the air. That's Real Mobile 77031, powered by David Moss Chevrolet and David Moss Toyota. But on the phones, long distance, and I might add toll-free, 1-888-978-1041. For those of you in the Metro, 407-916-1041. Uh, besides all your great phone calls today, Mo's here. She has news in a few yes, minutes. Sir. We'll work off that. Jack is with us. Pinkman is here as well. Uh, being Thursday, right after the news with Mo, a bonus round of closest to the pin. Uh, your opportunity to win a You Matter business card, guaranteeing you good fortune for the rest of your life, followed by Jack's audio file. Then we talk to Pat Clark. We handle sports over Channel 2, WESH Channel 2 in Orlando. Talk a little bit with Dirty Jim today in advance of his program tomorrow between the hours of 3 and 7. Let's see. We've got So You Want to Win It today, and Eddie the Shaman should be coming in to help us out with that. And uh, to get our chakras aligned at the end of the program, get that chi flowing, if you know what I mean. So there we go. There's only one man on the planet who's capable of doing this, or at least thinking about this. <clears throat> My hat's off, because the news junkie was really the catalyst for this. Go on. What? Let me just go from here, because I need everybody's help. Put your thinking caps on. There has to, there is a, this is a, this is much like, oh my goodness gracious. Mm, Let me start off with Quincy Jones. Quincy Jones has a uh, Netflix documentary coming out. Uh, so a lot of, a lot of stuff is being said about Quincy Jones, the great uh, music uh, composer and arranger, uh, you know, behind all of that, uh, all the Michael Jack, a lot of the Michael Jackson yeah, stuff, yeah. blah, 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 blah. Now, if you go to the streets and ask 20-year-olds who, who Quincy Jones is, the vast majority won't be able to tell you. They, they never heard of him. Be that as it may, Quincy Jones is being interviewed. Quincy Jones, among other things, says he knows who killed John Kennedy, President Kennedy. And uh, he claims in this interview, I don't know if it's in the documentary, but he claims in the interview uh, that it was a conspiracy uh, brought on by the mob 
all has to do with John Kennedy's father and buying votes and this and that and whatever. But essentially, he's saying the mob is responsible. And of course, nobody has ever ever been no one no one has been able to pinpoint exactly who was responsible, other than Lee Harvey Oswald for the assassination of John F. Kennedy, even though there are a lot of theories out there of, you know, was there somebody else or was Oswald taking his orders from somebody? So now, here's what's happening. Thank you, Quincy Jones. Because I've been thinking about the disappearance of Seminole County School Board member Jeffrey Bauer. Where are you, Jeffrey? Seminole County School Board member Jeffrey Bauer. No one's seen him in a year. Now, every once in a while, they say, where's Jeffrey? And then he calls in. But nobody knows if it's really Jeffrey. Mm. Now, yesterday I made the observation, maybe, quite possibly, Jeffrey Bauer really is dead. Ooh. And someone has assumed his identity. And they're picking up his paycheck. Right? Because he's that. still being paid $41,000 a year. And his medical insurance right. is being paid for by the Seminole County taxpayers. But nobody has seen Jeffrey Bauer. They've only heard his voice every so often. Mm. Yeah, man, when the heat is applied a little bit, like, Jeffrey, when are you going to? Oh, then he calls in. So I'm here. Don't worry. Uh, set up a teleconference. Well. Yeah. I'll be part of the school. But you know, blah, blah. he never shows up. They never wheel him in. He's never in a wheelchair on a gurney in an iron lung or a respirator or any of that kind of stuff. He's, he's, he's not there. All right. I've lost my place. So anyway, so I'm listening to the news junkie earlier. And the news junkie, he says, the perfect crime. What would be the perfect crime? For someone to be in that spacesuit, <laughs> in that Tesla that was rocketed into space, right? Yes. You can't retrieve that evidence. There's nothing you can do. And I'm not saying Elon Musk is responsible for any murders. I want to make that very clear. I don't need, need to hear from his attorneys. No, boy. Even though he probably doesn't have a lot of money for attorneys attorneys because he's putting so much into those rockets mm. but i'm just wondering if anybody out there can make the connection <sighs> to that what quite possibly might be jeffrey bauer mm-hmm. in that spacesuit in that tesla orbiting the sun it could be him it could very well be jeffrey bauer but, thank wow. you thank wait, you everyone wait well what how, what's the connection to him and Quincy Jones? That's what Jones? I'm trying because Quincy Jones has, says he's answering the conspiracy about the death of John Kennedy. So what does that have to do with Jeffrey Bauer? Because nobody knows where Jeffrey Bauer is. So any Except. missing person could be that person in the spacesuit. I happen to think it might be Jeffrey Bauer. Okay. And if people would just try to, you know, help wrap, me out a little bit here, I think yeah. we can do this. There's a proximity thing. You know, True. it's not that far away. True. Could have been. For all we I mean, know, maybe Jeffrey Bauer, you know, maybe he and someone within that, I'm not saying Elon Musk, but maybe someone, you know, yeah, yeah, he yeah. had hundreds if not thousands of workers. Maybe Elon Musk had had no idea. Somebody in the dead of night stuffed Jeffrey Bauer. Wow. Ooh. Except, however, no, that probably doesn't make a lot of sense. Because that would alter the weight distribution in that rocket, and they probably have it down to the to the to the micro ounce, you know, mm-hmm. in order for it to go straight up. Yeah, could really throw things off. All right, although yeah, I'll think about it. They say the car is not on the original planned trajectory, so maybe there that's you go. Why. Maybe just thinking about it. That's all. Oh God.
Uh, Rob Parker is a was a staff secretary in the White House. Now, when you hear staff secretary, you say, well, what's the big deal? Well, staff secretary really is the information gatekeeper uh, in the White House. He's the one who is actually responsible in many instances, if not most, for funneling uh, documents to the president. He's always he's, he's in constant communication with the President of the United States. That's the job of the staff secretary. Yeah. Rob Parker, of course, if you've been paying any attention to the news, has resigned because information has come forward, including photographs, that Rob Parker, staff secretary, who handled quite possibly um, secret information, even though he had no he had no clearance for that, by the way, he had no clearance for that because the FBI would not give him the clearance because that had he they had information that he was a wife abuser, spouse abuser. Right. So they never gave him clearance. Now there's information that the chief of staff, John Kelly, knew that last fall and didn't do anything about it. The only reason really why it's coming to light now is because there's a photograph of one of his former wives, ex-wives with a black eye. So this information came forward to the chief of staff, John Kelly. He did nothing about it. There's information that other people in the White House knew that Rob Parker, uh, the information gatekeeper, who uh, was responsible for forwarding documents, many of them uh, quite possibly secret or super secret, um, to the president of the United States, did not have a security clearance to do that. And the question is whether the chief of staff, John Kelly, who I'm beginning to think is a little bit of a nut job himself, whether he knew anything about this and, uh, and why didn't he take any action? Right. Now, there's no question about Rob Parker's qualifications academically. He's a Rhodes Scholar. Harvard, uh, I, Harvard uh, I don't know Harvard Law, but Harvard, uh, under Rhodes Scholar. But that doesn't, that doesn't mean that he's uh, you know, the best of all worlds when it comes to his private life. He's a spouse abuser, from what we can gather. And the, met some people in the White House, including the chief of staff, knew that or were informed of that, certainly by the FBI. You know what I think happened? Here's another conspiracy, except I think this is a little bit easier to take than the one about Elon Musk and Jeffrey Bauer. What? The White House has been in the campaign for quite a while to tear down and challenge the integrity of the Federal Bureau of Investigation. Yes. And I think someone, I would not be surprised if someone in the FBI or the Justice Department said, oh, you want to play that game? You want to play that game? Well, we've got some information about the staff secretary to the White House. Oh. And we're just going to release it. forward some of that information. Mm-hmm. You know, just forward some of that information. You want to play a game against the Justice Department and the FBI? I don't think that's a game anybody wants to be involved in. Just saying. But think about it. Now the real question is, what happens to Chief of Staff John Kelly? What should happen to Chief of Staff John Kelly? It's the Phillips File on Real Radio 
at uh, Porter Nut Parker, the uh, staff secretary to the White House. My mistake. Uh, I'll be reporting, or not reporting, but I'll be doing the show from the roof of the uh, Real Radio Studios because Why? the market is closing in on are closing in on a loss of 700 points. Just saying. Honey, buy some more cat food. Let's get some news. Here's Mo. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think I'm going back from Fancy Feast. I was excited. I was going to eat Fancy Feast. Now I'm going back to the... That dry know, stuff. That goes that a long way. Kibbles and bits or whatever it is. Yeah, I can. I don't know. Stock market is plunging, Jim, after days after, uh, you know, there's a massive drop, then a little bit up, now bang down again. At last report, and this is, you know, again, maybe 30 seconds old, 643 points down. Mm. Another 2.5% in one day. 657. Uh, yeah. See, every minute it could change. I mean, it just keeps refresh, refresh, refresh. Uh, yeah. So oh, the market recovery six fifty two. This now. is on track for the fifth loss in six <laughs> days. We'll keep you up to date. Market closes at four o'clock. Then, whew, we'll worry about it again tomorrow. The Miami Fort Lauderdale West Palm Beach area ranks number one in the United States for the most severe cases of Type A influenza. The area tops the list for Type A flu at eight point five. The list is compiled by uh, you know different doctors' websites. Uh, from more than 1 million doctor's reports nationwide, areas are ranked on the severity scale, 10 being the most severe, 0 the least severe. The Miami-Fort Lauderdale-West Palm Beach area is 8.5. When's this uh, supposed to peak? Does anybody uh, have an idea? Nope. I'm sorry, I do not know this answer. But it's, you know, I think we're in the height of flu season. I think the whole month of February is probably... Yeah, but I mean, you know. is it going to go on for another month and a half, just at the same rate of infection? Gosh, I hope not. People are hooking every minute around here. Ew. I've never washed my hands so many times in a day. Yeah, it's dry, right? They make it very dry. <laughs> not, not the best hand washer. Not hand washing. It's the antibacterial that makes it dry. Yeah. That alcohol. Dry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. It makes it so dry. The words, in God we trust, will be emblazoned on every public school in Florida. Under a bill in the State House Education Committee. That's what they would like to see. The measure is sponsored by Seriously. a Jacksonville representative who says kids need to be reminded every day of this motto inscribed on the walls of the state capitol building and it's also on our currency in god we trust on the walls of every public school classroom that's what she would like to see go ahead and invite that lawsuit the bill's been approved unanimously by two house committees and is ready for a floor vote now the senate version's been referred to three separate committees and is still in the hearing process. That's our legislature, you know, two months out of the year, really engaging in very important business. Yeah, 683 down. Drop 683, Jim, at the moment. Attorney General Jeff Sessions is scheduled to join other government leaders attending a day-long opioid summit down in Miami. Yesterday, Jeff Sessions, uh, our Attorney General for the United States, visited the U.S. Attorney's Office first in Tampa, where he spoke with federal prosecutors regarding the devastating impact of opioid abuse, including heroin and that synthetic drug, fentanyl. He said that just a couple of years ago, opioid overdoses killed 33,000 Americans. I guess that's the last report we have. Little Jeff Sessions, isn't that what the the Trumpster calls him? Little Jeff Sessions? Because he is sort of a small in stature fellow, right? Everybody little. Oh, little everybody, yeah. Well, Bob Corker, I was surprised how short he was. I, had, I never saw him, I guess, juxtaposed to anybody else. But he, he's what are you kinda, saying? He's little. He's, he and Jeff Sessions, also very small people. Not believable. No, I don't recall. Uh, Sessions said the federal government is I'm trying. I'm working on my um, impressions in case, you know, Saturday Night Live calls. But Kate McKinnon does a pretty good Jeff Sessions. 
you know, when she does Elf on the Shelf as Jeff Sessions or whatever, and she comes in. Anyway, I'm aware of that. I don't recall. Sessions says the federal government is dedicating more resources to help enforce, prosecute, and combat prescription drug abuse. Steve Harvey is bringing It's his- not so much the prescription drug abuse anymore. Now it's just heroin. These people have moved... From one, now you're desperate, you go to heroin. Yeah. yeah, that's yesterday's news. I'm not saying that people don't have problems with prescription drugs. Certainly they do more so than any other <clears throat> Western uh, Western culture. But we've got a major problem with uh, with heroin use now. Thanks to the crackdown on the pill mills. I know Just you're saying, a thank big you. fan of Steve Harvey. Uh, he's bringing his daytime talk show to Orlando, actually to Epcot. The shows will tape in a couple of weeks, March 9th through 11th. And if you want to be part of the studio audience, I have the inside scoop on that. Yeah, but, I think I'll pass. Uh, what? I think I'll pass on that one. And they will be aired in the middle of March. They tape the 9th through the 11th. They air on the 19th through the 23rd. I get him confused with what's his name. Who? That other guy. Talk show host? Geraldo? Game Montel show host? Williams. No. Isn't there another one? Or Steve Harvey do a game show and a talk show? He does, show. does do a game show. Oh, maybe that's it. Family that's Feud. It. Family Feud. No wonder I'm confused. I see Keenan him both. He looks just like the other guy. <laughs> yeah. No. Keenan Thompson points. Again, Saturday Night Live reference. Just saying. What? Oh, they're calling for you right now. Oh, see? Should I take a message? Just saying, you know. Keenan Thompson is the SNL character who yeah. who does the... Uh, Steve Harvey okay. with the big Steve mustachio. Harvey. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Several Orlando... Does the family feud. Correct. And does family feud, yeah. Give Se- yourself some points. I will. I'm good. Double points well, on that. Several Orlando area cities rank among the safest in Florida. A new study by the National Council for Home Safety and Security says, I mean, it's like so, sort of weird little cities. Not that Oviedo is weird, but Oviedo's on the list. Kind of weird. Oviedo, Satellite Beach, and the town of Edgewater, city of Edgewater, are considered safe because only a small amount of violent crimes and property crimes happen in those places. The safest city in Florida, according to this study, is Marco Island in southwest Florida. The ranking is based on the FBI numbers. I can't make a good escape from Marco Island. That's number one. And number two, Oviedo, everybody, every every crook and criminal knows that, you know. Mm Mm-hmm. Everybody's packing Knows heat what? out there. Oh, boy. That's Oviedo. Mm-hmm. Oviedo. Yeah, I know. Oviedo. Uh, Oviedo. It's the chickens. You know, if you break into a house and there's They'll chickens. they make a ruckus. That's they true. Will. Yeah, yeah. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Alarm the, chickens. The 2018 Florida State Fair opened today in Tampa. They call today Heroes Day. So if you're active, reserve, retired military vet, law enforcement, firefighter, first responder with a valid ID... You get honored at the fair. You get free admission today nice. and up to three family members. That's cool. opening day today. Uh, you know, they have, uh, like most state fairs, they are innovative in fried foods out there. Sure. And uh, this year features a chicken and waffle pizza. Along with... Interesting. <laughs> wow. That's a lot of calories right there. Along with a jerk chicken and tortilla mix that weighs two pounds. The fair runs through February 19th. I was watching a show the other day. I don't know what country yeah, they're in, but it, the guy makes what's called a filthy taco. Oh, that sounds appetizing. <laughs> it, does, Not. it sounds disgusting, no, doesn't that, it? Yeah. What is it? It's just this cooked down meat. Beef? And yeah. it's, it's it, one of those things that never quite, he never cleans it out completely. Adds to oh, it. Oh, I see. Sausages and pot. beef yes. and pork and this and chicken and whatever, you know, and throwing mm. potatoes and some big onions. And but never, you know, and mixes it all around, but never dumps oh, it out completely. Forgot to Filthy tell you. taco. It looked absolutely delicious. No way. It really looked good. I saw something over the weekend when I was at the Mount Dora Art Festival that looked delicious. We stopped to get lunch. 
not at a food stand, a, a food truck, but at a little restaurant. It was an Indian place. And my husband came back with a bowl full of goat curry. And I mean, I, I got chicken some or other. And I got, you know, some vegetarian what have you. But Most he, widely eaten meat in the world. He comes back with his little bowl. It was a decent sized bowl of goat curry. And so? And How was it? I didn't taste it. Why not? Yeah. Because it wasn't chicken, it wasn't and she chicken. is. I'm a chicken. No, didn't want, it, didn't, it didn't look good. It didn't smell good. It's goat. There's nothing it's, wrong with goat. You've had goat? Yes, I have. Blah, I didn't like it. Have <laughs> you had lamb before? I love lamb. Yeah, kind of in that area. Yeah, is it? Yeah. They're practically the same animal. They're cousins? I don't know. It's not gamey. Mm. It's just a goat. Goat. <laughs> yeah, everyone eats it goat. Maybe kind of like get a little bit sick in the back of my throat. I All right, know. let me take a little break. More news with Mo. The uh, birthday's upcoming. More yeah. news, of course. A bonus round of Closest to the Pin at 4. It's the Phillips File on Real Radio 104.1. This thing, Seminole County School Board member Jeffrey Bauer is now at the wheel of a Tesla revolving around the sun. Back to the news and the birthdays. Here's Mo. <laughs> Wait, none of this is actually proven, though, right? I mean, <clears throat> you're just speculating. It's, uh, yes, mere okay. speculation, right. but I think there might be something to There's, it. There might be. Uh, today is February 8th, uh, 2018, and today is, well, today's not a very good day. It's a molasses bar day. Ooh. And, molasses bar. Yeah, like a lemon bar, like a cookie, but like a, you know, molasses bar, a cookie bar. I, I don't know what a molasses bar is. Yeah, you know, I know what molasses is, but I don't. I do not know, really, what a molasses mm-hmm. bar, bar is. Okay. Unless you go to a bar and they're different, you know. No. You have top shelf. Not that kind of bar. <laughs> molasses. No, no, it's a, it's a pastry. It's a cookie. It's a, a bar. Like when you make cookies and you put them in a pan. Yeah. Uh, but not drop cookies. You make a bar. It's like fudge. Yeah. Like a plate of fudge. But Or, or lemon bars. You know, they come all in a, one big tray. <laughs> you ever tray. had one? Tray of lemon bars? Uh, yeah. No, yeah. a molasses bar. Nah, I don't like that. Has anyone, please? Mm-mm. No. That's why I said Where can it, we one? find them? Online. Demo. Where did you get it, huh? Wow. At the checkout? Yeah, I guess. Uh, listen, molasses bars today. Forget today. Tomorrow's the better day. Tomorrow, I am going to forget it. For, at, no, tomorrow, at the Eat More Molasses shop. At, no. Tomorrow oh. is National Bagel Day. Ooh. Ooh now yes. we're talking. Right. And I know where you're going to be, and you're going to get some good bagels. Yeah, the best I don't know bagels. where he's going to be, but I do know on the Monsters today, they said they're going they're adding a bagel uh, emoji. Or what do you? Is that right? You know, those little things, the pictures that a you put in the little emoji. messages. That's an yeah. emoji. Yeah. Very nice. You're gonna get a bagel, Mo. It's also uh, National Pizza Pie Day. I know where you're going. You're gonna mm. get good pizza hey, pie. Also. Boo. So Bagel Day and Pizza Pie Day is Friday. Cream Cheese Brownie Day is Saturday, yeah. and Peppermint Patty Day is Sunday. You know, like hey, a York. Jack. I know what they are. The Even I know what they are. A York peppermint patty? Yes, yes exactly. Uh-huh. They're, that's a good time. You know, like the character from the Charlie Brown cartoon? Oh, yeah. it's her special day. Feel a sensation. The Orlando Magic tried to extend their winning streak to three games tonight. They won two in a row. Whoop-de-doo. Now they're trying Jesus, for a third. the Dow Jones Industrial Average oh, is 717. Thanks, down Magic. 717. Oh. I'm, I'm going to the roof. Nice knowing you. Bye-bye. Good luck with the program. Uh-huh. Orlando is coming off back-to-back victories over the Heat and Cleveland Cavaliers. Taking a dive. All right, stop it. 716. (laughs) I don't think you've been here on the end of a Thursday program for a month now. Oh, boy. Yeah, that's about right. Uh New new recommendations, Jim, for protecting eight threatened species in Florida are now in effect. It won't be the last one either. I got news for you. The Florida Fish and Wildlife Conservation Commission has approved conservation guidelines for, for landowners and others. They're going to protect... 
eight threatened species in Florida. One of them is the barber map turtle. Mm-hmm. One's the big cypress fox squirrel, the black creek crayfish, the Ooh. Santa Fe crayfish, blackmouth shiner, Florida burrowing owl, Florida pine snake, and a salt marsh top minnow. Those are the eight species in Florida that are now on the protected list. I'll do the program. It's just going to do it from the roof. Oh, well, that's... I can't, I can't say that it'd be here until 7. Uh-huh. Let's see where it is at, at 4 at o'clock. 4 p.m. God almighty. I know. It's not good. Don't buy gold yet. It's, we're getting it's close. It's probably going up, right? No, it's going down, as a matter of fact. It has gone down. Gold's gone down as stocks go down? Hmm. Well, that's interesting. Well, uh, the price of gold, spot, the spot price of gold doesn't rely on, on American stocks. The price the of gold really right. relies on worldwide global events, not just the United States. That's uh-huh. the misnomer. Right. Really, all the price of gold is what's going on in the USA. Well, it has not much to do with it at all. I know my gold. At last report, it is $1,319 an ounce. Yeah, it's down. Uh, today, Actually, today was a good day. It went up $4.70. That's fine. Just saying. They could drop $7 yesterday. Oh, yeah, yeah. This year's anticipated election battle for the U.S. Senate between the incumbent Bill Nelson and his possible Republican challenger, Governor Rick Scott, continues to be neck and neck, almost dead even. Mm-hmm. They did a new Mason-Dixon poll. Gives Nelson 45, Rick Scott 44, 11% are, be a tight are still undecided. But our two senators now, Rubio and Nelson, are really pleased that this two-year Senate budget deal includes $90 billion in disaster relief following hurricanes Irma and Maria. Both Nelson and Marco Rubio working together, urging Senate leaders to provide funding to not only help agriculture, but to help schools deal with the influx of kids from Puerto Rico and to to really help improve our infrastructure. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, Republican House Speaker Paul Ryan is applauding the work that went into the two-year budget deal that we were just talking about. But yeah, He's a weak-kneed lick-spittle, isn't he? Ugh. The House is really flopping around. They don't know. Uh, the, if they don't come up with something, the government runs out of money tonight at midnight. He's no Tip O'Neill. No, he is not. <laughs> I'm saying. Nope, he's not. And uh, Then again, oh, who is? I'm almost hoping for the days of John Boehner. Oh, my. Somebody said that because of all this Crying. nonsense with the chief of staff, I'll say, geez, remember those great days when Reince Priebus was the chief of staff? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my. Uh, reports are surfacing in Washington that White House officials knew for months yeah. about the domestic abuse allegations that forced this uh, Rob Porter to resign after allegations of both physical and verbal abuse by two of his ex-wives and a girlfriend. Can't believe him. You don't got to see the photographs. Know what I'm saying? We are Otherwise, a very visual country. He's just vile women throwing around accusations. Mm-hmm. Who's going to believe them? Yeah, once they saw it, uh, Sarah Sanders and John Kelly rushed to defend Rob Porter, but sources say these allegations came out months ago. That's what they're saying. They say the FBI told Kelly about this last fall. Porter's ex-wives detailed the abuse in a routine FBI background check, but he never received a top security clearance as a result of all that, and White House officials were informed back then. That's another question, why someone who does not have a security clearance is uh, managing top-secret documents. That's what you do as a staff secretary. I mean, you're the you're the gatekeeper for that paperwork that goes to the president. Yes, that's correct. Vice President Mike Pence is trying to head off a controversy invi- involving an openly gay Olympic figure skater. This is a great story, Adam too. Adam Ripon. 
Pence tweeted directly to Ripon last night saying, I am for you, Adam, and proud of you, and you're my only hope is for yeah. you and all of Team USA to bring home the gold. If you could only be straight, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I pray to gay away. Mm-hmm. Yes, indeed. Skate to gay away. He adds that fake news. I love news- you as a skater, but... Well, we got ways of dealing with that and turning you around, son. You just have to believe. Rippon mm-hmm. has voiced his opposition to Mike Pence, leading the U.S. delegation in the opening ceremonies tomorrow due to his anti-LGBT legislation that he tried to push push through. Well, Pence is a Indiana. big believer in that. What do you call it? With a therapy, gay uh, therapy, or yeah. uh, conversion gay therapy? Conversion yeah. therapy, exactly. He's a, he's a, still a proponent of that, even he though is. it's been. You know, just rejected by the medical and psychiatric communities. It's just nonsense is what it is. But Mike Pence is a big believer in this. Just think of what a great skater you would be if you were straight. Uh, And we can call you our own. Adam Rippon is the first openly gay athlete to compete with the U.S. in the Winter Olympics. Now, Pence has said, oh, well, are you going to come to the White House afterwards if you get a medal? And he said no. Oh, I'm sorry, Johnny Weir? Was not openly gay? Not openly gay. Interesting. Nope. Fascinating. Maybe it was after, but not when he was, you know, during. Okay. Just saying. Damn differences. Of no, I don't about care. The difference is you got these well, goofballs in, in positions of power who actually, actually believe this nonsense. You go, wait a minute, you're the vice president of the United States. Somewhere along the line, you achieved a certain level of accomplishment, and you're still buying into that BS? Mm-hmm. Then it becomes scary. Oprah Winfrey. <laughs> there you go. Wait a minute. This is somebody in a position of power, right? Yes. Who you think would have some level of critical analysis and uh, and intelligence, and he still and he believes in this conversion therapy. Mm-hmm. Oh boy. Oprah Winfrey doesn't believe in that. She's once again insisting, though, she will not be making a run for the White House. Speculation about an Oprah candidacy took off last month after her powerful speech about race and gender at the Golden Globes. But last night, I guess it was, yeah, maybe, uh, maybe it is, what's today? Thursday. It says Thursday night. Anyway, Oprah was interviewed by Hamilton's Lin-Manuel Miranda for her Oprah Super Soul conversation series on the OWN Network. And uh, when Oprah, again, knocked down these rumors, Lin-Manuel Miranda was talking about his social media clout, saying, look, I'm not running for public office either. Uh, So the two of them said, just because we're big social media people doesn't mean we're running for anything. Oprah denied a White House run in an interview with InStyle. Now she said, no, she's not running to Lin-Manuel. Run for the Senate or something. So, you know. Oh, boy. Jim, the Dow's down 784 points. (laughs) Uh, I'm sorry. What, What happened there? Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, you know who was on TV last night? I didn't see it, damn it. But uh, she was fresh from leaving the White House where she served in the Trump administration. Omarosa Manigault uh, was back to work on reality TV. She was starred on The Apprentice, then was in the West Wing and all that. She was on the CBS program Big Brother, colon, Celebrity Edition last night, competing against others for a, a shot at this season's prize money. But Omarosa said that if she's learned anything from her stint in politics... It's that you have to watch your back, and you sometimes have to watch your front. I don't know what that means exactly. Ah, oh, ah, means they come at you from all directions. Oh, I see. Does she, she have an affair with the president? I don't know. Before read, he was president? Read between the lines. I, I don't have know. no idea. I'm Mm-mm. just asking. She went to work building an alliance with other women on the show last night, including actress Shannon Elizabeth and Miss Universe runner-up Adriana Gutierrez. Just saying. The uh, singer Drake, hugely popular, continuing his recent streak of doing good deeds for others. Canadian, points. Jewish kid, points. After donating $25,000 to a Miami high school, first he did that, twenty-five grand to a high school, then 50000 to pay for a University of Miami kid's tuition. 
Now Drake dropped by a supermarket down in South Florida yesterday and paid for everyone's groceries. What would you do if uh, if uh, one of your kids was accepted, had high enough SAT scores or whatever it is to be accepted into Harvard or uh, also accepted to MIT and you... Uh, or Tell me your response if you heard about parents who would say, well, he's not going there because we don't want to pay for that. Not that we can't pay for it. We don't want to pay for that. Mm. He's going to... You know, Podunk University or whatever. Yeah, community college. You want him to live home and go to a community college or something? Uh, we don't want to pay for him to. And As a matter of fact, in. Mo and I heard that the other day. We won't tell you who from, but uh-uh. sure. uh, this person has a, a son, and one of his best friends has been admitted. I mean, has got a letter of acceptance, so to speak, an invitation to go to Harvard and MIT, not at the same time. Pretty smart cookie, right? But uh, yeah, and mm-hmm. uh, from what we understand, the parents say he's not going there. And not because not, he's not, not smart enough. We're not paying for that. That's the reason he's not going there. Now, the kid could get scholarship money, I'm sure. Expensive. Yeah, but when you're at MIT, you're with other people at the same level. It's not like, oh, my God, this guy is, is heads above everybody else at MIT. When you're at MIT, you're probably essentially dealing with the same, same level of, of students. Yeah, when I'd it comes rather, to their intelligence. I'd rather be the smartest like guy the, at Valencia. It's like, like the four of us are going to MIT or anything. It's well, not, that's not what I'm saying. Scholarship. I mean, they have scholarship based on if they, if this kid declares himself a uh, what do you call it, like a disenfranchised student, um, youth. Yeah, like you, when you separate from your parents. Oh, emancipated. Emancipated. Then he can get, or she can get a scholarship based on their financial need because they don't have a pot to piss in, right? The parents may have money to go, but they refuse to pay for the kid. If the kid emancipates, then he can, pro- he or she can probably get a but scholarship. But he divorces himself from his parents? You emancipate. If he's 18, he will be 18 when he graduates high school. So then you emancipate. Well, that's, a, that's, that's a pretty big step. I would imagine that's not so easy to do. Yes, but if you don't have the support of your parents, to if you got in and worked your butt off in high school and have the brain power to get admitted I, I to Harvard or or MIT, I would find a way to send them there. You know, in answer, how would I deal I, with it? I understand it? that. I would send them there. But to simply say, well, the parents don't care, so uh, you just need to divorce yourself from your parents. Well, that's that's easier said if, than done. If, there are emotional no. connections between children and parents, even when the parents say, well, I'm sorry, we're not paying for that. Right. You don't have to emancipate yourself emotionally or even physically or any of that you just have to separate your finances from them it's not really that it's not like you're saying you were terrible parents and i'm now an orphan you're not saying any of that you're telling the you know the school that my parents are not paying for any of my schooling i got in and now i have no money to be able to you know to 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 go there Mm -hmm. um so it's really it's a very common thing that kids you don't rely on your parents money the kid gets a scholarship on their own merits and their own bank account that's what I mean by emancipation. It's not saying you're terrible parents and now I'm an orphan. Uh, but that's that's a very Wait, common... they provided with money? The institution provides them with money? They provide you with a, an academic scholarship, correct. Because yes. your parents wouldn't pay for it? Or, or a financial need. They have a lot of scholarships for kids that are needy. You know, if there's a kid that doesn't have the money, this kid that we heard about may have the money. His family may have the money. But if, if a kid gets in on his own academics and can't afford it, they certainly have pots of money for kids that cannot afford to go. So, yeah. I mean, that would be... Even when they know their parents are financially, let's say, well-off or could afford it? Yeah, that's why the kid has to separate their finances from their parents. No, I don't know. That's how it works. I mean, uh, your my kids got more money, you know, scholarship money. They have to pay it back? Of course. Well, some of it. Some it's of a it, loan. Some of it's a loan. Some of it's a grant. It depends on how... It, they package it. Okay. That was only 8.30 now.
Anyway, Drake really helped out. They're going to go 850 by four? I'll make a bet, Pinkman. Eight, eight what? 850. Ooh. Uh, Close I, 850 or I, no, I think I think will. the bets, if it hits 900, it'll d- drop below 24,000. Mm. That should be your bet. I'm not taking that. Ooh. All right. Yeah, well, 813. Fine. I don't believe I in got the 837 market. on mine. Yeah. Ay, caramba. Uh, anyway, moving on from Drake. Um, let's see. Um, this was sort of an interesting statistic, and that was a new we'll study. We'll be the judge of that. A new study shows 10% jump in suicides nationwide Ooh. in the four months after Robin Williams died a couple of years ago. Researchers at Columbia University said the heavy media coverage of Robin Williams' death almost certainly played a key role in the spike. The Columbia University team called it a high-profile example yeah. of how a headline-making suicide can result in copycat deaths. I could see that. They noted that more than 1,800 suicides in the four months after Robin Williams died compares with fewer than, I don't know, 1,700 that would be expected for that time period. It went up 10%, which was surprising to me that people would look at a celebrity and their grief uh, and whatever, and then decide to try that. Well, as they're well. mentally unstable. I mean, it's not like you know, it's not just they're not just grieving the death of Robin. No, Williams. no, no. I didn't mean that. They're mentally unstable. But they thought that that. Would and if they be look an and if they project that, wow, there's someone I thought had it all, and they still had to choose this way out. What hope is there for me? Mm. Oh, now you're making me sad. Um, well, at least you're not suicidal. Uh, no. No, no, not at all. Uh, it was a Dallas-based bank, and not heirs to the Prince thro- um, estate, you know, Prince the singer, that agreed and approved the use of his image during the Sunday Super Bowl in Minneapolis. Mm. I thought it was the family who gave permission for him to be put up on that um, flimsy whatever that uh, what do you call that thing that was floating? A that- scrim, gossamer wings. Yes, it was lovely. Uh, a whatever. sheet. It was a sheet, but I, I wanted to say sheet, but I didn't think that sounded fancy enough. I don't know. It was some. Kind of looked like a sheet, though. It was a filmy a ghost. banner. It was a, a yeah. Okay. What was it? A scrim? But doesn't a banner a already have something on it? A banner is already. Well, it had him on it. Yeah, it did. It had. It was like a movie screen. I mean, it had, but it was like a, a very filmy. I saw. Uh, anyway, oh, anyway, the family didn't give permission. The bank gave permission. The bank. Yes. Mm. Wall Street Journal reports that until an agreement (laughs) is reached with the IRS, Prince's estate remains in the hands of Comerica Bank and Trust. They called Sunday's performance tasteful and sincere tribute to Prince. Then they took the farm. And they said that the family did not approve (laughs) this thing. Don't we had to head out west? Mm -hmm. Okay. Happy, happy birthday. Put them on the back. Mm-hmm. We're heading, heading to California. Eh? Happy, happy birthday today. <laughs> it's the Grapes of Ram. Mm-hmm. My next ha- musical. Nice. Oh, that's a very sad thing, isn't it? Uh, not my musical. Oh, it's not happy? About grapes, grapes of Ram mm. happy? Yeah. Uh-huh. Dust Bowl happy? <laughs> yeah, we turn it around a little bit. You happy know, just, story? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You make the Dust Bowl happy? We do. You do. Mm-hmm. As people have nothing and are moving out to California yeah, in the hopes of picking an artist. And now yeah. they, uh, they're they multimillionaires. They Ooh. did very well for themselves. Oh, I see. They turned it around, huh? Take that, Dust Bowl. Happy, Thank happy you. birthday today. Oh, boy, it's a Saturday Night Live kind of newscast here. Cicel- Cecily Strong. She is... Uh, How old uh, is she? Uh, 40. Uh, 38. Damn it. Mm, I don't know. 39. Pinkman, 34. Oh, what? yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, what are you guys doing? What are you doing? Lead singer for Motley Crue, Vince Neil. Pink uh, Vince Neil. Easy. Happy, happy birthday. Oh, man. Mm-hmm. How old is he for Motley Crue? Go. Yeah, Vince Neil, he's got to be 
Tick, tick, tick. Come on. 53. 58. 56. You guys split. He's 57. There we'll take so his points. Yeah, you got to think about it. Yeah, it's going to be a great off. weekend. Whatever. I don't know him. Nick Nolte. Nick uh, Nolte. We know who he is. Rich man, poor man, book two. Happy, happy birthday! North Dallas 40. The Deep. 48 hours. Oh, uh, Thin Red Line. Ooh. Oh, the uh, the Prince of Tides. The Barbara Very good. In. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Woo! Uh, Jim, you want to go first for Nick Nolte? Nick Nolte. <laughs> oh, what's the bet? I'm sorry. What's the bet? He is, uh, his, his age. Um, 74. Oh, I was going to go 70. Are you going with that? He no, 72. <laughs> 75. I, I didn't know I had an option. <laughs> Wait, who's high? Me. Pinkman. Yeah, 77. Oh, oh, yeah. And strip. that's the lobby job. Just call me Moira. He doesn't even know who Nick Dolte is. Yeah, right. uh-huh. Him and Quincy Jones. Take a little break. We come back. We're going to open up the lines. One of you will play against Pinkman and a bonus round of closest to the pin. Upcoming next on Real Radio 104.1. Your chance to win a trip for two to Los Angeles for the iHeartRadio Music Awards is just a few minutes away on Real Radio 104.1. And now, The Phillips File presents a game that is not about being right or wrong. Wrong! It's a game that rewards the lucky. Hey, everybody! We're all gonna get late! It's a game where you just have to be close. That's right! You've got that right! The game is closest to the pin! Let's go while we're young! And now, here's your ever-excited host, Jim Phillips! Yeah, cool stop the rain, Nick Nolte, 1978. And I'm not looking at IMDB uh... points. Time for that uh, bonus round of closest to the pin. Patrick's on the line. He'll play against uh, Pinkman in this bonus round. Certainly, if Patrick wins, he will receive that You Matter business card, which is red on one side, white on the other. On the red side, it says You Matter. And he'll have good fortune for the rest of his life. Patrick also knows if he loses bad luck, serious bad luck for 24 hours. Mr. Pinkman, head to the soundproof booth. We'll bring you back in a couple of minutes to set your handicap for the day. Patrick, how are you today? Wonderful. How are you doing, sir? I'm doing very well, thank you. Of course, this bonus round of Closest to the Pin has 10 questions. They're all connected in some form or fashion. Just answer to the best of your ability. Speak right into that phone so we can hear you loud and clear. We need a countdown and keep score for Patrick. Here we go in three, two, one, begin. Patrick, President Trump spoke at the National Prayer Breakfast today, but the movie titled The Breakfast Club was released in what year? 94. The original Mickey Mouse Club was first broadcast in what year? Uh, 53. The great Yankees baseball player Mickey Mantle died in what year? Uh, 91. The New York Yankees have won how many World Series titles? 17. Actor Gary Cooper starred in the movie The Pride of the Yankees that came out in what year? Uh, uh, 84. How old is actor Bradley Cooper? 39. The Milton Bradley Company was a toy and board game manufacturer that was established in what year? 1914. Comedian Milton Berle died on the same day as actor-comedian Dudley Moore. What year was that? 36. The cartoon character Dudley Do-Right made his first appearance in what year? 1910. Get it within 25, you went outright. If Dudley Do-Right was a crow in Calgary, Canada... He would have to fly how many miles to reach Edmonton, Canada? 74. Time. Mm. 
Let's hope he gets his mileage right, because that's the only shot he has at winning. Uh, I'm just saying. We don't know what Pinkman's going to do. I'm just saying. Do. what Pinkman's going to do. He could fall apart. Yeah, that would be great. There he is. He's returned from the soundproof booth. Headphones are on. Please pick up the dice, roll them. Your handicap is set at 15, but we allow you to roll the dice, whatever that number is. We will reduce from 15. That will be your handicap for today. All right. Here we go. Yeah. What do you got? Nine. Okay. I have 10 questions for you. Are you ready? Yes. Okay. Let's see how you do today. Okay. Here we go. Pinky in three, two, one, begin. Pinkman, President Trump spoke at the National Prayer Breakfast today, but the movie titled The Breakfast Club was released in what year? 1984. The original Mickey Mouse Club was first broadcast in what year? Uh, 1978. The great Yankees baseball player Mickey Mantle died in what year? Uh, 94. The New York Yankees have won how many World Series titles? Uh, seven. Actor Gary Cooper starred in the movie The Pride of the Yankees. They came out in what year? 1968. How old is actor Bradley Cooper? 42. The Milton Bradley Company was a toy and board game manufacturer established in what year? Uh, 1908. Comedian Milton Berle <coughs> excuse me, died on the same day as actor-comedian Dudley Moore. What year was that? Uh, 1986. The cartoon character Dudley Do-Right made his first appearance in what year? Ooh, uh, 1947. Get it within 25, you went outright. If Dudley Do-Right was a crow in Calgary, Canada, he would have to fly how many miles to reach Edmonton, Canada? Uh, 132. Time. Oh, Whoa, Nelly. Whoa, Nelly. Let's score the game. Breakfast Club, the movie, released in what year, Patrick said? 94. Pinkman? 84. 85. The original. The original Mickey Mouse Club first broadcast in what year? Patrick said? 53. Pinkman? 78. 1955. No. The great Yankees baseball player Mickey Mantle died in what year? Patrick said? 91. Pinkman? 94. 95. Oh, Pinkman. A close one on that. Weaked it out, yeah. New York Yankees have won how many World Series titles? Patrick said? 17. Pinkman? 7. 27. Ooh. Actor Gary Cooper starred in the movie The Pride of the Yankees that came out on what year, Patrick said? 84. Pinkman? 68. 19. 42. Pinkman. Yes. How old is actor Bradley Cooper? Patrick said? 39. Pinkman? 42. 43. There you go. Uh Uh-oh. Running away with it now. Milton Bradley Company established in what year? Patrick said? 1914. Pinkman? 08. Way off. 1860. Oh, but Pinkman gets that one. Comedian Milton Berle died on the same day as actor-comedian Dudley Moore. What year was that? Patrick said? 36. Oof. Pat Pinkman? 86. 2002. There you go. I remember. The cartoon character Dudley Do-Right made his first appearance in what year? Patrick said? 1910. Pinkman. 47. 1959. There you go. Oh, yeah. It comes down to this. This right, is your only hope, Patrick. What's the score? 7 to 2. Your only hope, Patrick, right is right here. Come on, Obi-Wan. Crow question. Get it within 25, you win outright. If Dudley Do-Right was a crow in Calgary, Canada. Calgary. Calgary. Calgary, Canada. Calgary. He would have to fly how many miles to reach Edmonton, Canada? Both are in Alberta. Is that right? The province. Mm-hmm. I think they're both. Yeah. I think yeah it's so. the next thing, you know. The it's one, all the way out. The, no, yeah. it's not all the way out. It's it's the there, and then it's out. God oh. save the queen. Okay. Patrick said. He said it's seventy-four miles. Pinkman said one thirty-two. If Dudley Do Right was searching for Nell in Calgary, <laughs> Canada, <laughs> I'll yeah. save you now. He would have to fly nice. how many miles to reach Edmonton? He uh, would have to fly a total of one hundred eighty-three miles. Oh, Pinkman wins. Hands I'm oh, sorry, yeah. Patrick. 
Bad luck for you, son. Thanks for playing that bonus round of Closest to the Pin. Remember, close only counts in horseshoes, hand wow. grenades, and closest to the pin. What are you going to do? Pin, pin. How much you can do about it, huh? Nothing. Dude. Ever hear Cotard Syndrome? How do you spell that? Oh. I think it's C-O-T-A-R-D. C-O-T-A-R-D. No. I was reading about it, yeah. I can't remember why. I don't remember why I was reading. I just can't remember what I was reading other than Cotard. See, I believe it's Cotard. C-O-T-A-R-D. Mm-hmm. Syndrome. Mm-hmm. It's when you're alive but think you're dead. Really? Interesting. It is interesting, isn't it? You're yes. alive, but you think you're dead. Yeah, you think you're dead. So it's one of those people that reports, oh, I saw the light. And I was going for, and then I was brought back. So no, they th- no, you just no, think you're it's dead. It's just all no. You just begin to have the syndrome where, in fact, you just, for various reasons, think that you're dead. And I believe you may think that everyone else around you is dead. Oh my! Now, I don't know whether you think you're in heaven or you're in an afterlife, but you you feel you think you're dead. Did you look it up, research? I did. What does it say? Uh, typically, patients believe they have lost organs, blood, or body parts, or even that they are dead. Yeah. This relatively rare syndrome exists in patients with depression, schizophrenia, and psychotic disorder caused by a general medical condition, oh. and is often associated with dementia. Wow. Wow. That doesn't sound fun. Well, it depends on how you view the death. Yeah, I mean, maybe. if it's... As we view reality, how bad could it be? Fair. Also referred to as walking corpse syndrome. Walking corpse syndrome. Huh. What are you going to do? I never heard of that. Or anybody that had it. You ever know anybody that had it? No. No. Not in real life. Mm-mm. No, in the afterlife. They think they're in the afterlife? I don't know what they th- all I, I don't know what they think other than they believe they're dead. I think they think they're walking amongst the living as a dead person. But oh, they do? Oh, is that it? I believe so. So they're a dead person relating to a non-dead person. Do they tell the non-dead person not for nothing but I'm dead? Mm. Just asking. Um, there's one. Well, they kind of say, I'm not going to say anything because they're really going to think I'm weird. But yeah. I, I am dead, but Let's I'm not saying anything. Let's see how this anything. goes. Yeah, I still have a couple of more years till retirement. There's a case of a French woman that's, uh, that claimed to have had no brain, no nerves, no chest, no stomach, and no intestines. Ugh. Really? It said she believed she was eternal and would live forever. A turtle? No. Eternal. <laughs> oh, I thought you said she believed she was a turtle. <laughs> like Mitch McConnell? <laughs> what? No, eternal. Oh, I see. Those turtles live a long time, <laughs> a and some of those do- tortoises live those t- longer than human yeah. beings. Oh, hundreds of years. Yeah, exactly. Uh-huh. They might be immortal. Who knows? The ones on the Galapagos, like those kind of big tur- turtles? And then the sea tortoises. turtles. Tortoises. Tortoises, the big I'm not ones. sure of the difference between a turtle and a tortoise. Oh, I should, we can find I that out. I don't know if it's size or... Uh-huh. I have no idea, but we will find out. It's the Phillips File on Real Radio 104.1. Spanning the world wide web to bring you the constant variety of sound, the thrill of victory, 
The policeman isn't there to create disorder. And the agony of defeat. The policeman is there to preserve disorder. The sound of human drama captured in a world where everything is recorded. It's time to hear what's in Jack's audio file. Well, Jack is uh, missing at this particular point in time. He's AWOL. I'm not sure where he's uh, gone. I think he was upset about the stock market. It went down over 1,000 points, Jim. He he might be. I don't know. Mm. Might be on the roof now. Uh Uh-oh. Well, he's getting getting it all set up for me. <laughs> Get that springboard up there, will you please? Oh no. One more accusations, sexual assault accusations from um members of the former members of the US uh, gymnastics team. Yeah. Uh, they say that one of them is saying that the one of the US coaches, if not the head US coach, knew of these allegations and activities by Dr. I don't even like to say that anymore, Dr. Dr. Nasser. There's also some uh, some allegations being made against either a current or former uh, U.S. Olympics swim coach. More on that in a bit. Jack, you all set? I am, sir. Right, Sorry. Let's, here let's we, get that audio file. Here we go. Jim, you know it was National Signing Day past couple of days. I know Shot Doctor mentioned it on our program uh, today where college students, they commit to one school or another. And they make a TV spectacle out of it at times for some recruits, such as the case with Jacob Copeland. Jim, as a Gator and UF fan, you'll be happy to know that he committed to Florida. You know, right. you know who wasn't happy? Well, I do know. Yeah, I, I saw know. this. His I mother. Yeah. Jacob, you're, go- you're going to Florida. Uh, who just got up and left there and, and to your right? Who got up and left? Oh, that was my mom. Hey, wh- why did she walk out and leave? Uh, I don't know. I don't know exactly why, why she walked out, but yeah. I don't know. she's wearing a bad. Tennessee cap no. and an Alabama sweatshirt. Yeah. <laughs> That's <laughs> they, why. He had three hats, an Alabama hat, a Tennessee hat, and a Gator hat, and he put on the Gator hat. And she was none too happy. She <laughs> got up and stomped out of there and took the sister, too. Or something. It was like, that, oh, my God. And, uh, not only that, but walked in front of the camera. Yeah, and- I'm leaving. <laughs> She took her pocketbook. She just picked her, her ass up and walked mm, right mm, in. Mm, mm. Way yes. to make it about you, Mom. Uh, <laughs> That's so unsupportive of your kid. I mean, he's going to college for free. He's playing college football at, at the University of Florida with a long and storied history. And then you walk out? It was so, so hurtful. I don't know. I was I wanted to smack her myself. Yeah, I, I, and the video, it's, the interview goes on a little longer. He said, that, yeah, his mom wanted one thing. But he, he said, you know, he felt God talking to him and that, you there know, you in go. his heart, he wanted to go to Florida. Mm-hmm. So that's what he chose. Listen to that inner voice. Yeah. Orange and blue, baby. You can actually see that interview at realradio.fm. We have the boys of old Florida. Oh, no. She came around. F-L-O-R-I-D-A. Where the... All right. Maybe we can play that. are the fairest Sing it, Mo. I don't know. Never mind. Yeah. Down by the, the boys are the square. Yeah. Hey. <laughs> I don't think we sang that. Not when I was going there. But. Uh-huh. They've been singing that for a long time. Thank you, Mo. I only went there for five years. I don't remember anybody singing that. Of course, I was probably stoned. Old, oh, well, could be it, too. <laughs> Jim, yesterday on the House floor, Nancy, how old is Nancy Pelosi? Anyone research? 73? Here 76. she is. Yeah, she was talking yesterday on the house floor. 
Yeah, Every wrong. day, courageous patriotic dreamers lose their status. Every day, the American dream slips further out of reach. As members of Congress, we have a moral responsibility to act now to protect dreamers who are the pride of our nation. Protest- and I'll just read from this piece of paper, and I'll just get, go reading for seven and a half hours. Protesting the fact that the uh, Senate, uh, the agreed bipartisan agreement in the Senate for a budget plan did not include any protection of dreamers or have uh, immigration address. She spoke for, I think, eight hours. We're going to listen yeah. to the whole thing no, no, right no. now. Without that commitment, this package does not have my support, nor does it have the support of a large number of members of our caucus. Why? Uh, why? Uh, all right. Good. You know, I, I follow politics fairly well. Why was she doing this Fidel Castro? I mean, to draw attention? I mean, does anybody, is anybody paying attention to this other than she spoke for eight hours? I think... That's it. And basically to say, you know, the longest ever in history of Congress. Well, to say something to say, she didn't want to pass it Mm -hmm. without them doing some important things. Oh, this just in from the newsroom. Jim Phillips reporting. Doug Getzlow, conservative, a political consultant. You used to call him a gadfly. He's dead at the age of 63. No. According to the Orlando Sentinel, Doug Getzlow, political activist. Consultant, I think, did some time in jail for some nefarious activities. What? Tax, yeah. Yeah. Axe the tax and all mm-hmm. that kind of stuff. Doug Getzlow, no. conservative political consultant in Central Florida, dead at the age of 63. Oh, my goodness gracious. Wow. He's got a long wiki, wiki page, too. He's a real pain in it the It says ass. here he passed away suddenly on February 6th, but that would be... What? Know, two, I don't know. Really? Wikipedia may have it wrong. Um, Doesn't matter. Mm-mm. Could be February 8th. We we noticed his passing. I don't have anything uh, he, other he, than that to say about Doug What you Getzlo. always were pissed off was that he called himself a radio talk show host. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I mean, no, you're a radio talk show host when you work for somebody <laughs> and they pay you. That's right. You're not, you're not a... Legitimate? Well, you are, but you're not. You know what I mean? He paid for his time. Yeah. Whatever. Hey, Jim, it's just a different business model. <laughs> uh, so let's move on. Let's get some more audio out at you. Vice President Joe Biden making the uh, the circuits. They asked yeah. him if he's uh, considering running. He said it's too soon to tell on a decision for 2020. Here's Everything is run through the filter of how it affects Donald Trump and Donald Trump's mind. I talked to Bo, yep. and Bo, I saw him on Cuomo the other night. He's absolutely terrific. He I, I like him a lot. He's, he's, he's a blowhard, but, you know, birds of the feather, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But, uh, you know, after a while, it's like, come on now. What? At least say, I'm active. I'm really actively I'm thinking, thinking about, about this. I really am considering this. There are a couple of things that I have to settle in my own mind and with my family before I throw my hat in the ring. But yeah, come on, let's not fool anybody. I'm, I'm thinking about this. And it's seriously that game they play between, it. you know, mm-hmm. making sure they have the support. They don't want to go out there without the support. Make sure they have the donors. You know, they don't want donors to commit to someone else. It's a big, big, big game. One thing Joe Biden is doing is calling out the Republican Party yeah. for their support of some of the outrageous things that are credited with this White House and the current administration. No matter how much it means abandoning their core principles, no matter how much it means uh, um, they're abandoning their obligations in this great institution, the House and the Senate. 
I like Joe. He comes from that middle class, working yeah. class background, and he knows how to communicate with people of the middle class and the working class. I mean, he has got that, if you want to call it woo, he's got that character. There's, uh, you know, there's there are not too many other people around that I can think of that do a better job of that. I may believe, I may side with Moira on this. Jim, uh, uh, Joe Biden sides with you about the possibility of a blue wave coming in November. Um, I'll tell you why I, I side with Moira, though. Here's As we meet here today, we, we have a real opportunity uh, uh, to take back the House. Here's the deal. Uh, and I believe last night, even the t- uh, some uh, uh, <clears throat> officials in the Trump administration yeah. admit that Russia has interfered with election they they've penetrated uh, 21 states and actually reached uh, their hackers reach the election rolls of some states and the concern is that that if they have that access they could remove voters so you could go to vote and find out you're not registered and you would not be able to vote uh, to vote on election day mm-hmm. now if we know for a fact which uh, it's pretty much accepted in everyone's mind except that of maybe our president um that Russia has meddled in the election. They are attacking our democracy. That is an, an attack on this country at its very foundation. And we do nothing about it, which we are not because the White House is not uh, uh, um, employing um, sanctions right. on Russia for this infraction. Despite the fact that Congress voted for sanctions overwhelmingly. I think there are only three dissenting votes. Is it perhaps because maybe the White House feels that that Russian help might be helpful to them in 2018 is the reason that they are not calling out Russia is because maybe they benefited from it in the past and they hope to benefit from it in the future. I don't know if that's not the case and speak up and do something about it. Oh, Jim. Well, register to vote. If you don't, uh, I'm sorry. And I used to have the attitude. Well, you know, you have the certainly a right as, as a citizen not to vote. If you choose not to vote, I've changed my feelings about that. You know, it used to be the the line. Well, if you don't vote, then uh, you, you have no right voice. to complain. And say, yeah. well, yes, you do. And then I've I'm kind of switched back. If you don't vote and take part in the process, I don't want to hear from you. Okay, you got your choice, Jim. You get to close out the audio file today. Do you want to hear the late night trio talking about <sighs> yes. Trump's military parade yes. or chunks singing old Florida? No parade. I'll go to the parade. There <laughs> you go. Parade. You decide who said it best. All right. Trump told the Pentagon to plan a military parade. All right, check your cards. Who has dictator bingo? (laughs) President Trump wants to hold a big military parade in Washington. That would have tanks, airplanes, and soldiers marching. And at the end of the parade, Trump will be like, wait, where's Santa? (laughs) Donald Trump wants a parade, by the way. He wants a... Apparently, when he was in France over the summer, he saw the Bastille Day parade, and it really got him going. So he told the Department of Defense he wants a big military parade like that one in Washington. <laughs> of course, he does. Children love parades. Why wouldn't he want? One? Jimmy Fallon's taking that point today. Oh. Jimmy Fallon takes the point. Agreed. And, and takes good. the lead. With there two, we go. We'll take points. a break. When we come back, we'll talk with Pat Clark. He handles sports over at Channel 2. It's the Phillips File on Real Radio. Time for that check of news. Here's Big Daddy. Thank you, Big Jim Weasel. The world's biggest bra is for sale on eBay. It weighs 200 pounds. God bless the musician that gets this bra thrown at them. Next, a Massachusetts couple is fed up after being inundated with random Amazon packages since October. Apparently they could be part of a scam to give a seller good reviews on Amazon. 
Ah uh, yeah we're tired of uh, getting free stuff all the time I sit down for a hot bowl of chowder and the dow bell rings. Finally, a woman is suing her ex-boyfriend because he broke up with her after winning the lottery. Nice try. She didn't do the hard work of going out to buy that lottery ticket. Court adjourned. Headlines were brought to you by Filatowski Cataract and LASIK Institute. Go to myvisionfreedom.com. End transmission. Skewing your love-hate relationship with Facebook. I did not sign up for this thing to get harassed by every moron in this office. In which direction, you're not really sure. Facebook slash Real Radio or, 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 or Orlando. Brought to you by Seacoast Bank. See why local is better by visiting Sea. Put up file for this Thursday. Every Thursday at this time, we talk with Pat Clark. Randall Sports over at Channel 2 in Orlando, WESH Channel 2. Without further ado, let's talk to Patrick. Got to get his views on the Super Bowl, the last Super Bowl. Hello, Patrick. How are you today? James, how are you? Doing pretty well. Doing okay. Did you watch the Super Bowl? Uh, most of it, yes. Not all of it, but most of it. I thought it was well, a fan. Tell, tell me you caught the end of it. Oh, sure. Yeah, I caught the end. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> what, kind, what kind of snacks did you have? Oh, what did I have? I didn't have anything special, as I remember. No? No, for the Super Bowl. No. I think, well, not to get too serious, but, uh, I mean, we've talked about these things. That's my last professional football game. What? Oh. I've got, I'm, I'm just, uh, I no, well, I read a, uh, not to get too deep in the weeds here, but uh, the New York Times in their uh, Sunday opinion section ran up. An essay by uh, the wife of a um, a football player, five years a pro. I think his last name is Kelly. Emily Kelly's her name, and she just said his head is mush. You know, played five years, and I said that's it. Like I enjoyed the Super Bowl. I really, it was a great game, uh, and I enjoyed it. And then I'm saying I can't uh, personally. I'm not trying to convince anybody else. It's just me. I don't watch prize fighting anymore. I love it. I don't watch it. I know what it can do to to men. And I just don't want to personally be sitting there cheering on men beating their brains to the to mush and pulp. Other than that, you know, I'm, I'm having a great day. You know, <laughs> you know what I mean. You know, a few weeks ago, when when you were not there, uh, Moira and Jack and I were talking about. Uh, actually, we were talking about Bob Costas specifically, yeah. mm-hmm. and we're still on point here because. Um, he had been at some symposium or seminar or whatever and had made very public, very pointed statements about the NFL and concussions and actually the sport of football in general. And, you know, he was, he was effectively saying that, you know, football is, is going to kill people and, uh, that he, that's just not anything that he wants to be a part of. And you noticed that he wasn't a part of any Super Bowl coverage for NBC. That's true. I, now, I don't know if there was a conspiracy involved there, and if the NFL stepped in and said, we don't want this guy Maybe. on our game. But the, the fact of the matter is that Bob Costas was nowhere to be seen uh, during the football, yeah. football game. Or they, might or, have said, or they might have said, we want Costas. And Costas, Costas might have said, I'm sorry, I don't want any, I don't want any part of that. Brian Gumbel's yeah. in that camp now. Mike Dick is in that camp now. Brett Favre's in the ever-increasing number of people. And uh, do I think football will disappear? No. But it's going to change drastically. And uh, sooner or later, um, maybe people, you know, I, I, don't, I don't know whether the tide will turn. The, the problem that I have is... I'm a huge, you know this, collegiate football fan. I love collegiate football much more than pro football. And uh, how much of a hypocrite am I if I'm sitting there watching the Gators play this fall 
and watching collegiate football and then say, but I'm not watching any pro football. What damn difference does it make? So now you're smushing uh, teenagers' brains, you know, 18 to 22-year-old young men's brains. Yeah, the question is whether, you know, I'm I'm being two-faced, and I guess I could say, well, yeah, I am. I haven't figured that one out yet. I, I, I don't know. Well, there's no right answer to this right now. I no, mean, there's not. Uh, and, and football isn't just going to go away. I think maybe more of what Costa said. I know, Myra, can you, can you remember having a hard time about how the foot of the sport is going gonna, is gonna to start to dissolve? I thought it was because, something like go the way of boxing or something. I mean, it used to be yeah, that. Yeah, it was, was just, uh, just there's just so many people being permanently affected uh, by this. And, you know, how much longer do you want to do it? Well, you take a look at the TV numbers. And you're right, James. I love watching college football. Football is football. It's just that you know, it, and once you get to the college level, it's it's still uh, it's a very violent, yeah, violent sport. So I don't, um, I don't, I don't have, I don't have all the answers. All I know is I, I've taken that step. I'm not going to apologize for it. I'm not going to get on my high horse and tell other people, well, you ought to do what I do. That's their business. But uh, I, I just yeah. don't want to find myself cheering and applauding and screaming, "Go get them!" Yeah. When I know what's happening to men, and you can make the argument, well, they. They chose to do this. Well, yeah, there are hundreds, if not thousands, of men who didn't have didn't have the information. Uh, I think it'll be a sport. I think it'll be a pariah of a sport within twenty, thirty years. But that's just my thought. I might be way off on that. I know, I know people. You know, love I, I I've had such a good day. And now, oh, I, now I, you're I, bumping. I've been up. in such a great mood all day long. <laughs> I'm sorry. You know, and it's yeah. not like you brought me down, James. A little bit. Yeah, I did. I did. Very. It's all right. Sorry. Well, let's talk just talk something a little more lighthearted. Well, I mean, let's talk about the game. It was a great game. I thought it was a great game. I I enjoyed it. I wasn't I wasn't sitting there saying, "Okay, this is the last one." I'm not, I wasn't going. I, I enjoyed the game. I sat there and enjoyed the football game. It was several hours afterwards when I said, "Okay, I think that might be the last one for me." And that's a great way to go out. Watching a pro football game is a fantastic Super Bowl like that, especially that's if true. you're rooting for the Eagles. Yeah. Well, and. The point is, if you weren't a Patriots fan or you weren't an Eagles fan, uh, that meant, of course, that you really weren't invested in the game. But the Super Bowl is the Super Bowl, and, you know, just by default, we all have to watch it, apparently. So I, I was one of those people. I just wanted to see a great football game, and that's what we saw. Yeah. I mean, we saw all sorts of offense in this thing. There was yeah. only one punt, yeah. James, in the entire football game. Uh, there were only two turnovers in the football game. One of them, of course, was significant when Tom Brady fumbled there near the end of the game, but uh, it was just a fun game to watch. You typically just don't see that much offense in a Super Bowl, uh, and you never see a team roll up more than 600 yards of offense and lose, which is exactly what happened to New England. So is there I'm sorry that it's your last game. <laughs> sorry that it's your last NFL game. You've got an entire off season to reconsider. Yeah, Perhaps that's you true. Will. Yeah, maybe you won't, but uh, we can revisit this before the onset of a new season. Did uh, they ever yeah, mm. ever figure out why Tom Brady didn't rush across the field and congratulate the quarterback for the Eagles? Uh, what happened there? Is it was he's he little, was he poopy, pouting or was pants, it, yeah. he was afraid he's for not his, used to losing, you know? his, his safety? To take his ball and go home. He's a baby. That's pretty. That, That's I bad mean, sportsmanship. That, yeah. I mean. Anybody said, well, you know, it was so crowded or I was concerned for my safety. You got, you got men, you know, you can turn to them and say, hey, dude, you weigh 340 pounds. You stand 6'6". Six, six, uh, stand next to me while I go over and shake the hand of the winning quarterback. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Come on. <laughs> Seriously? 
Hey, let's talk about those winners. Let's talk about the Orlando Magic. They're on a streak now. I don't know if you've heard the breaking news. What? They made a trade today. Oh, the Magic? Yeah. The trade deadline was at 3 o'clock. Okay. And the Orlando Magic have traded Alfred Payton to the Phoenix Suns. Good God Almighty. Is there no For a I mean, second round draft pick? How much bad news can we can we take? Well, I this found the most, the most I, I don't know if alarming would be the word for it. But, alarming. Uh, a second-round pick, really? That's all that your starting point guard is worth? Yeah, I, I think the hopes were much higher for Alfred. And this is a clear message because he does become a restricted free agent at the end of the season, which means that if the Magic, if some other team had made an offer, the Magic would have had the right to match that offer and keep him. Um, so it's clear, just based on the move today, that Elfrin was not part of the long-range plans in Orlando, and so that's why that's why he was dealt. You think they really had any long-range plans, or are they just? <laughs> so don't you? I mean, don't you get the idea sometimes over the past many yeah. seasons that nobody has any idea? It's just a they get in a room and say, "Well, what do you what do you want to do?" I don't know. What do you want to do? And they say, and then another guy says, "Do you have any idea what you're doing?" They say, "I don't." Do you? I mean, <laughs> well, see now we're now we're in a position, James, where we where we again have to cut the magic a little bit of slack, okay? Because you know Rob Hennigan, who was the general manager of that team for five long, awful years. <laughs> I mean, he put he put he put that franchise in a really really bad spot with some of the deals that he made. Uh-huh. So now you have a Jeff Weltman and a John Hammond, the president and general manager of the team, who are brand new, mm. and so they are now forced into a position where they have to clean up this mess, and you just can't bring in the old old cedar and and sweep things out in, in one fell swoop and, and make everything all right. It's just going to take a little bit of time. So this is the first of what yeah, we okay. will find to be many moves, but it is it is a move, and they believe it's a move in, in a positive direction. So, oh, we ought to go to a game. But, hey, look, the, the Magic, look, they've won two in a row. It's a streak. And they yeah. look, they trailed ah. LeBron and the Cavaliers yeah. by 21 points. Yeah, the Hutton came all the way back and won that game. They're five and five in their last ten games, so maybe right. we've got a late season charge coming up here. All right. Okay, doubtful, but but possible. Hope springs uh, eternal. That's that's exactly right. Well, you got to uh, don't a, tell me that you're going to start stop watching the NBA too, because then we won't have anything to talk about. All right. You know, I uh, I'll be honest with you. I I can't remember the last time I saw an NBA game. Oh, can't. I watch a lot of soccer. I really do watch a lot of soccer. I mean, I can tell you who's leading in the Bundesliga, but I can't tell you what's going on in the NBA. I'm sorry. Well, I we, na- didn't we talk about this? Can't we all get down <laughs> to a Magic game together one night? And just Even if you just want to stay for the first half. Pat, we did you know, that, and Moira yelled at the referees. Oh, listen. How is it always my that fault? That was embarrassing. Yeah, I see? know. <laughs> now, Mo has, Mo has I a... I get very passionate about stuff. Now, hold on. Mo has a uh, an amazing ability to embarrass the group that she's with at sporting events. That's not true. She mooned the Secretary of Defense or Secretary of oh, State yeah, yeah, during yeah. a NASCAR race. No, that's uh, not. It was the vice president. It was Cheney, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, it was the vice president yeah. of the United States that she moaned. Yeah. Nope, none of this is true. None of this is a lot of hoo hahs. What this is a lot of made up stories. <laughs> Shows a lot of nope. attention. A lot of attention. If we're going to do this again, I would suggest that we get bodyguards. You know, we get somebody who needs <laughs> no. extra security. None of this is true. This you know, is a lot of made up stories. The guys little earbuds and you know talking into their lapels, and we need that kind of protection. Let me move on to the Winter Olympics. 
Channel 2, yes. uh, NBC, of course, covering the Olympics. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not jazzed. Jesus, man, Debbie Downer today. Listen oh, to Jim. I'm not. I will, but I'm not. When, when's the opening ceremony? Friday? Friday night, but the, there's or is it actually. opening now? No, games are today, and they're showing yes, games yes, tonight. Clock tomorrow morning, I think, is what it is or something, right? I do like it's that biathlon. You do. I have always shooting? enjoyed that. You know, the the guys with the they're shooting and then they Someone get on their skis. Me, though, James, who who decided to do that? Who who decided to combine those two things and make it into an Olympic event? I think I that con- I think that dates back you to ski the for a while and then you shoot at something. Well, yeah, well, yeah, that's a, real life. Of, uh, you know, discipline. That's a that's a Scandinavian thing. Let me tell you, up in Norway and Sweden, you, uh, you get on them so? skis and go out yeah. there and you shoot mm-hmm. yourself a rabbit or something, and then you ski back and you cook it. <laughs> Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh. No, that's, that's what we did up that way. Really? Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. I, know, I well, would imagine it's... that I want to see. The curling is my favorite. You know, if I'd have known when I was a kid that, that, was that a thing. you could yeah. win a gold medal just by using a broom, I would have done more housework. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> I like the downhill skiing. I like when they're going super fast. They're reaching 60, 70, 80 miles an hour, and they, they usually hit that hill and go flying <laughs> off of there. I, I real, That's exciting to me. Well, you're going to love one of the new events in speed skating this year. I think we talked about it last week. Didn't What's that? We? Right, Jack? There is, there, there's a new speed skating event where everyone starts from the start, which is the way, the way speed skating works anyway. But it's going to be like a mass group. It's going to be like a, a, they've compared it to an NASCAR race. Where <laughs> everyone takes off, and we've got a whole bunch of these speed skaters on this oval all at once. Mm-hmm. There is going to be drafting. There are going to be wipeouts. Oh, and right. you're, it's it's something brand new to speed skating that probably I would go out on a limb and say might be the most talked about new event there just because of the crashes that you're going to see. It's going to be great fun and devastating for some of these athletes. Oh, okay. Well, so there. What else do and we I have in the? I believe, and I, I think Dale Earnhardt Jr. is going to be used. <laughs> as a correspondent by NBC yes. because he's working for NBC now. I know, I and I that. don't I understand this. I think they're going to use him as a correspondent in that event. So there you go. Are you joking? Or you, you're, you, why, because of the drafting? Yeah. You think he's ever been on skates? No. I bet he's been on roller skates. <laughs> what? Yeah, well, it's that old southern, you know, oh, roller see. rink type of thing, mm-hmm. that southern Midwest thing. Well, it's like they did that with Chris Collinsworth. They bring him over there. He goes to events, and then he comes on the set and he talks about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's, he's pretty good though, Jack. Don't he, you think? I do. Collinsworth. Yes. Yeah, yeah I think Collinsworth is great. See, the video essays that these, that these reporters do are oh. especially, and they'll run a lot of them before the actual competition takes place, and then you'll you'll learn more about them before you see them in the event, which is very cool. It's, it's really. Yeah. Really great way to set the table. I it think. is. I'm just waiting for that one interview, and I say this all the time. They interview the guy, and uh, wouldn't it be refreshing if they, hey, we're sitting down here with uh, speed skater Sven Sintensen from, uh, from Green Bay. Now, Sven, uh, you know, was your family dirt poor, and they had to do take on three extra jobs to, uh, to help fund your uh, practice? No. Well, is anybody in your, uh, certainly somebody in your family was uh, suffering from cancer and you had to go through the drama of that, right? No, everybody's fine and healthy. Well, your father left you, right, when you were two years old and your mother, no, he was, you know, he was there. He was supportive. You know, he said, you know, Sven, whatever, whatever you want to do. It's always something. It's always always something. Yeah, I, I get it. It's TV. I understand that as well, but. 
Nobody's look, just we're all excited over here. <laughs> the Olympics are a fun time. It, 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 for once every four years, it, it 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 makes us care about events that we otherwise sure. never ever talk about. Um, so that in and of itself is really cool. The downhill skiing, the slalom. I mean, they're all these like great that. events. Yeah, I like them. I never even thought about this, but there are criteria for becoming a winter Olympics event. You know what those are? No. James? No, I have no idea. Every event has to be either contested on snow or ice. Oh. All righty, then. All right, I get that. Yeah, I mean, it's, that... I mean it's so simple, but I'd never even huh. thought about it. If no, it, I never knew that. If it that. isn't contested on snow or ice, it's not going to be in the Olympics, the Winter Olympics. You know what I always look forward to is the parade of athletes. The now, I don't ceremony. know. Yeah. They're probably somewhere, I, but I never, I never see it unless I'm picking up USA Today. You're, they're usually the ones that show this. But the uniforms that the male and female athletes wear as they march into the Olympic Stadium for the opening like ceremonies, I just like because invariably I think it's like where did, where did they come up with that one? I don't, I can't remember. Do you remember? It was cultural, isn't it? Is it something to do with their country though? Doesn't it always have some connection? No, I don't. Are you talking about specifically the U.S. Uh, yeah, the U.S. Or- Exactly, because, oh. yeah, and it, it seems more often than not, and I can't Ralph pick Lander's out a year, more often than not, it's like, who the hell designed that? Mm. It's Ralph Lauren the last couple of years. It's some fancy designer. Yeah. Well, that year. doesn't mean anything. Well, I'm just saying. <laughs> I mean, that, you, know, you know, Ralph Lauren maybe ought to stick the you know, business suits and, you know, stay away (laughs) from the Olympic uh, uniform. I have no idea. They might be fantastic. But more often than not, it's like, I can't believe somebody approved this. Mm -hmm. Well, (laughs) you're just going to have fun watching. (laughs) It's going to be a great few weeks. And uh, yeah, I'll I'll get it. We'll all love it. Do you have any reporters over there? Well, Hearst, as you know, Moira has stations all over the country. So what Hearst does is they send some reporters from select stations. Actually, now by now they're veteran Olympic reporters, Mm -hmm. the same folks every year. And what they do is put together stories and reports, and they do those stories for all of the Hearst stations peppered throughout America. Uh Uh, We have uh, our chief engineer is over there handling all of that work for Hearst, and uh, one of our main producers in the newsroom is also over there jess o'neill so um yeah they'll they'll be busy i mean it's not a joy trip they're working all the time uh but they're also seeing things that most of us wish we could see they're in south korea there's something special about the olympics out here i've I've still never been to any yeah let me let me ask this question before i let you go you're a Midwest guy, and uh, you're sports oriented, of course. You played sports, but uh, I mean, did you ever you ever get on the ice? I mean, did, you know, back when you're on the, the on the farm at that one time, you know, where the the cattle pond froze over, and you got out there with the you know the hockey puck and the sticks, and I mean, were you a no. skater, or you just stayed away from that stuff? No, no, there's no there's no high school hockey in Iowa, um, and mom never purchased for me a pair of ice skates. I've never been on ice skates i've been on roller skates mm-hmm. holding elizabeth waddle's hand in the fourth grade oh that's sweet but uh <laughs> but but never but never on ice skates. Okay. that just never happened up there i mean i used to ride the toboggan with my sisters when we'd have a snow day we had this sure. we had this big old hill and we'd dump buckets of water we'd make a track and then it'd freeze over and then the, the snow day was one day 
or two days, depending on how many out of the year when we would get along, because we were all happy that we weren't in school. <laughs> right. And Mary Ellen always had to sit in the front of the toboggan. Damn it. You know? Why? I, I because of Mary and, Ellen. You know, we'd ride down, and then they'd walk up, and who's dragging the toboggan back up the hill? That'd be you. Right <laughs> oh, <here>. no. <laughs> and if you think I'm still a little bit bitter about it, well, you're right. <laughs> all right. I think he might like to learn. Maybe he could learn. They give lessons over here at the RDV. I think they give lessons right down the street from us. You know, they give you ice skating lessons and curling, too. Actually, yeah, they offered to take us curling in a couple weeks. Mm-hmm. Right, let's make plans to have... Yeah, let's do it, Pat. Right, let's make plans to have lunch at Linda's. Remember, Thursday is Italian day at Linda's. So, uh, But they ran out of the chicken parm today. Oh. Thank you, Patrick. Thanks for joining us. It's always fun. I mean, it's a real... I, I love talking to you, man. Pat Clark handles sports over at Channel 2. You got it. WESH Channel 2 in Orlando. Your chance to win a trip for two to Los Angeles for the iHeartRadio Music Awards is just a few minutes away on Real Radio 104.1. Thursday. Thanks to Pat Clark for joining us. He handles sports over at Channel 2. For those of you who have been around for a while, at least, and kind of keep an eye a little bit on local politics, uh, you might remember the name Doug Getzlow. He was a conservative political activist slash consultant slash crook. Who, oh, he's, really? yeah, crook. he did time. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's dead at the age of 63. Do we know of what? I have no okay. idea. So, uh, there you go. He created that Axe the Tax. Remember that? He was like the first Tea Party guy, right? Yeah, he was a gigantic uh, pain in the ass as far as I'm concerned. Oh, but uh, I'm yeah. sure, uh, you know, you can feel for his family, but for him himself, eh. one 978 Well, he doesn't care. He's gone. Let's see. What else do we have going on? I think uh, still trying to find the whereabouts of Jeffrey Bauer who is the missing Seminole County school board member, who I happen to believe may, 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 might, be, might be dead. I think uh, there's, I think we can at least say, hey, has he been, a done, has he been done away with and somebody else has um, assumed his identity? Jeffrey Bauer, of course, was elected to the Seminole County School Board well over a year ago, yeah. and then for whatever reason, didn't show up and That's hasn't it. shown up, not for one single session. Every <laughs> once in a while, he calls in. Has anybody on the school board said, are you really Jeffrey? The house that he claimed to be where he lived is a burned-out shell. It looks like a crack house. Uh-huh. So where is Jeffrey Bauer? Now, the claim is that he suffered some strokes and had some medical problems. And Well, where's his family? Can somebody just come in and say, hey, wheel him in, wheel him out. What? Wheel him in, wheel him out. Here he is. He's alive. He's alive. Yeah, except I think the line, and it's always misspoke, it's alive. Oh, not he's alive? Yeah. Mm. Be that as it may. Then I had this cockamamie idea that maybe uh, Jeffrey Bauer was really in that spacesuit sitting at the wheel of that uh, Tesla. 
that Elon Musk uh, rocketed into space. Mm. Weird. But yeah, it is kind of weird. But I thought the news junkie, when he said, "What a great way to get rid of evidence." <laughs> Send it. You in can't recover. You never, ever, ever just pff, off it goes, and you can look there and and just watch it and say, "Nobody's ever going to retrieve this." I'm the only one that knows that the person I murdered is inside of that suit, as they revolve and revolve for eternity around the sun. Just saying. Yeah. Where do I come up with this stuff? I don't know. Well, you know, it's just things to think about. Then we have uh, the great story about Rob Porter. Rob Porter is the staff secretary, a staff secretary in the White House. And you say staff secretary, what's that? Well, staff secretary doesn't sound like much, but it's a real big deal in the White House. The staff secretary in the White House is the information gatekeeper. The staff secretary is the one who essentially takes all the documents, and he's the one that takes them into the president. Top secret documents, secret documents, very important documents. He's the one. He's the information gatekeeper for the president of the United States. Essentially is with the president every single day trying to say, well, this document is going in. That document's not going in. He does have access. If you if you have a security clearance, you're supposed to or are allowed to have access to very secretive material. The problem is that Rob Porter never had a security clearance from the FBI. Why? Well, if you're watching Fox News, you would never hear why. This is a big, big story. It's blowing up all over the place. But on Fox News, at least on the nighttime shows, they didn't speak about it at all. How could that be? But Rob Porter didn't get a security clearance from the FBI last fall or last year because the FBI discovered that, in fact... He's a spouse abuser to the point where, and from what we can gather, John Kelly, the chief of staff, knew about this last fall and didn't do anything about it. So that old standard, you know, victims of spouse abuse, you know, when they complain and when they file a complaint, when they say, I'm the victim of this, nobody believes them. It's that show me the, show me the, the evidence. Well, one of his wives did. Where she's got a photograph of a black eye. Wow, somebody smacked her right in the kisser. So now there's a lot of questions for John Kelly, the chief of staff. Uh, When did you know about this? Did you know he didn't have a security clearance? And if you knew that Rob Porter didn't have a security clearance, why why was he allowed access Mm -hmm. to to these uh, sensitive documents? Rob Porter also dating Hope Hicks, who's the communications director for the White House. She's the one that wrote the initial, here's our response to, uh, to information being reported about Rob Porter being a, uh, a, a spouse abuser before the photograph came up. That's a direct conflict of interest. She never should have been anywhere near writing a, uh, a, a press release related to this. It's just ve- so here's what it comes down to. Here's my theory. The president of the United States has been doing everything that he can to attack the integrity of the Justice Department, and certainly the FBI. We all know that, right? Yeah. And I think, I truly believe that somewhere along the line, the FBI, someone within the FBI, just said, okay, you want to attack our integrity? Screw with us. Mm -hmm. You want to mess with us? Big mistake. And leaked this information. Didn't leak it, just confirmed information that was already out there, essentially. Right. 
Did anybody in the White House know about this uh, Rob uh, Porter, who by all uh, by every examination that we have, a very well-schooled academic, Harvard-educated, Rhodes Scholar, all that kind of stuff. But you never know about people behind closed doors, do you? You look at him and say, this guy looks squeaky clean, sure. right? Yeah. Looks guy, like he's got his act to together. Everybody yeah. says he's brilliant, super smart, certainly Harvard graduate, Rhodes Scholar. You know, you don't just become a Rhodes Scholar because you want to become one. And then all of a sudden you find out behind closed doors, apparently, you know, he's uh, with two wives and I think a girlfriend as well smacked him around. Right. And I th- somebody said that they, they had to get rid of him because they were now afraid of Hope Hicks, who's become like one of the Trump family. Right. And they thought, well, if he has this history of doing this to the women in his life, and now she's the woman in his life, what's to keep her safe? Let's get him out of here. And Hope Hicks is a lot closer to the president of the United States. She views him almost as a fatherly figure, at least according to press accounts. Go figure that one. It's kind of a little creepy. Creepy. Jim, the uh, White House, uh, they're now coming out with a new statement because it was uh, believed that Chief of Staff John uh, uh, Kelly... General Kelly knew about the allegations. Now they're claiming he was only made fully aware of the abuse allegations yesterday. Well, crime is, uh, well, the crime is always the cover up, you know, sooner or later. I mean, the, you know, the truth will come out. They're spinning. Yeah. You know, Kelly, he's a, what can you say about him? Maureen, not Maureen Dowd, but uh, Gail Collins has a great column about Chief of Staff Kelly in the New York Times today. What does she say about? Now she's essentially saying he's as crazy as as his boss, and we're almost at the point where we wish Reince Priebus was back as chief of staff. <laughs> it's the Phillips File on Real Radio one hundred four point one. And now the Phillips File presents a game that is not about being right or wrong. Wrong. It's a game that rewards the lucky. Hey, everybody, we're all going to get late. It's a game where you just have to be close. That's right. You've got that right. The game is closest to the pin. Let's go while we're young. And now here's your ever-excited host, Jim Phillips. Want some stock advice? Dow Jones Industrial Average dropped more than a thousand points today if you really want a good investment invest in cat food because a lot of a lot more people are going to be buying that oh, oh, time to uh, play against nathan uh, gilbert's the backup in this round of closest to the pin call me back when you need me. pink right. Bing, tell us what the prize is we have and you just heard this commercial before we came back from break a pair of tickets to see michael andrew and the gershwin big band next monday february 12th at the plaza live orlando tickets are on sale now and you can visit the PlazaLiveOrlando.org for more info. Thank you very much. I will be there. I will be there. And Jim will be there. He will, for sure. Oh. That'll be fun. Oh, nice. Or Michael Andrew will be there. Oh, I One know. Of the two. <laughs> I always get Jim and Michael Andrew mixed up. Yeah. Okay, here we go. We have a great prize, and we have a category submitted by Brad all about it. So let's get Nathan on board. Nathan. Hello, Nathan. How you doing? Doing real well. Ready to play? Sure am. All right. It's the category from Brad, co-producer for All Gaming, it's all about that swing. Swinging for the fences in reference to Michael Andrew's performance on Monday night. Ah, I get it. It's the prize, and it's the category. Are you ready to play Nathan? Let's go. All right, we're going to reset the clock for you and begin in three, two, one. Michael will be featuring the music of George Gershwin, the virtuoso behind Porgy and Bess, Funny Face, and Rhapsody in Blue. He died at a relatively young age. How old? 
36. Going funky, going Hollywood, Hollywood swinging, that is. In what year did Cool and the Gang release the song? 79. In what year did Dire Straits give us Sultans of Swing? 1984. Benny Goodman earned the moniker as King of Swing. He was immortalized in the Benny Goodman story starring Steve Allen and Donna Reed. What year was that? 1965. It don't mean a thing if it ain't got that swing. That's from Duke Ellington with lyrics by Irving Mills. When was it composed? 1938. Time. Oh, nice. Great job, Nathan. Going to put you on hold, but that's all I'll say. Because if I say any more, it'll only give Jim this amazing, uncanny ability to win the game. To kick butt. Don't yeah. yes. mean a thing if you All right, you don't have to got sing. Got that swing. Yeah, let's do it. Came in too early on the do wop Oh, sing. Came in too early on that. Oh, not me. Do me a favor, Monday night, don't sing. I won't. Or do. Yeah. What's the website again for tickets there, Pinkman? That is the theplazalivorlando.org, sir. Hello, Jim. Hello. Welcome back. Yes. It's all about that swing, man. Yeah. Got man. It? Thanks to Brad for the category. In reference to Michael Andrews' performance on Monday, we're giving away tickets, okay. and this is called Swinging for the Fences. Are you ready to go? Sure. Going to reset the clock for you and begin in three, two, one. Michael will be featuring the music of George Gershwin, the virtu- virtuoso behind Porgy and Bess, Funny Face, and Rhapsody in Blue. He died at a relatively young age. How old? 44. Going funky, going Hollywood, Hollywood swinging, that is. In what year did Cool and the Gang release the song? 1976. In what year did Dire Straits give us Sultans of Swing? 1984. Benny Goodman earned the moniker of the King of Swing. Mm -hmm. He was immortalized in the Benny Goodman story starring Steve Allen and Donna Reed. Mm -hmm. What year was that? Uh, 1945. It don't mean a thing if it ain't got that swing. That's from Duke Ellington with lyrics by Irving Mills. What year was it composed? 1938. What? Oh, yeah. Jim, I have your time. You were pretty quick, but I am adding five seconds to your time Mm -hmm. for you. It's a, you know, something new we're doing. It's a handicap. We always do that. Oh, boy, it's close. You're playing against Nathan. Thanks to Brad for the category. In 2016, the swing was inducted into the Toy Hall of Fame, in case you guys didn't know. Oh, that swing. A little Uh, more swing for you. uh Uh-huh. Michael Andrew, Monday night, featuring the music of George Gershwin. Uh, George Gershwin died at a relatively young age following an operation on his brain tumor. Well, that'll do it. Yeah, 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 yeah. How old was George Gershwin when he passed, Nathan said? 36. Jim Phillips. 44. The answer? Somewhere in between. Oh. 38. Oh, Nathan. Nathan gets the point. Oh, he is kicking your butt right now. Nathan, Nathan, Not really. Nathan. Hollywood Swingin' <laughs> is a song by Cool and the Gang. Number one on the R&B chart. Number six on the Billboard Hot 100 singles chart. What oh. year? Mm-hmm. Nathan said? 79. Ooh, Jim? 76. The answer? 74. Ah, Jim, Jim gets the point. It's a tie game. You came all the way back. Sultans of Swing, great song by the Dire Straits. Oh, yeah. Babe Ruth was the Sultan of Swat. But the Sultans of Swing is a song that came out in what year? Nathan said. 
they both said 84. <gasps> okay. They were both wrong. It was 1978. They Ooh, each so get a close. point. It's still tied two to two. Yep. <sighs> How about Benny Goodman? What about him? He's the king of swing. Did you know that? I did. Did you ever see the Benny Goodman story? Sorry, uh, Steve oh, Allen oh, and Dr. Reed. Yeah. Yeah. What year did that movie come out? Jim, you're pretty good with movie years. Yeah. Let's see how you fare here. Nathan said. 65. I got this. Jim. 45. Really? Maybe not. 55. <laughs> oh, right in the middle? They split it. Oh, oh, my God. Three to three. oh my, come on. <laughs> I got this. <laughs> I really did. I thought it was in the 40s. Yeah, the swing era, by the way, lasted from 35 to 46. Oh. Maybe that's what you were thinking. Yeah, and then came back uh, uh, for a, a few months in the late 90s. <laughs> Donna Reed, she is beautiful. Mm. Jim, it all comes down to this. Tie game. You and Nathan tied. Excuse me. Three to three. What is it? Yeah. It don't mean a thing if you ain't got that swing. Do it, Mo. I'm not doing it. You, said, about, I didn't do it. you said I did it wrong last time. You I'm just came doing... in too fast. The... <laughs> That's from Duke Ellington with lyrics by Irving Mills. But when was it composed? It was covered by Louis Armstrong, Ella Fitzgerald, Tony yeah. Bennett, with Lady Gaga, as a matter of fact. But when was it composed? For the win! Nathan said. Nathan said 38, and so did you. Oh, 38. my God. Oh, oh no. it was Come 1931. On. Oh, they each get a point. It's you four guys to four tied. Tied three questions. It's four to four. We go Nathan, to tie. Nathan, Nathan. Oh, Jim. Damn handicap. The handicap. Nathan answered in 53.1 seconds. 53.1. 53. I wrote that down. Jim's adjusted time with handicap. Come on. Come on. 50.3. Oh, there you go. Jim wins. Oh, sorry. There you sorry, go. Nathan. Take that. Sorry, Nathan. That's the way it goes. Once sorry. again. Uh, no, I'm not. I'm the champion. I am the greatest. I will win. I can't lose. I win. Is there no one on this planet to even challenge me? Remember, close only counts in horseshoes, hand grenades, and closest to the pin. That was sweet. Yeah, good, man. he was the uh, he was a clarinet, clarinet right? player. Yes, who was the one? Uh, Tommy Dorsey is he the one with uh, Glenn Miller, the, the band leader, trombone or the trumpet? I don't know. I'll go trumpet. I'll say Glenn Miller trombone. Or it was Jimmy Dorsey too? Or maybe Glenn Miller didn't play an instrument. Glenn Miller did. He played the clarinet. He also played the clarinet. Oh, did he? Mm-hmm. Oh, sure? Glenn Miller. Oh, yeah. didn't he? He died in a plane during World War II, correct? Plane yes. crash? One of them did. Glenn, I, I say that was Glenn Miller. Let's look it up. Anyway. Let's I have Glenn Miller's Greatest up. Hits, one of my first CDs I ever got. Great, mm. great, great CD. That Ella Fitzgerald uh, track is good. Yes. Glenn Miller. Nobody knows who she is. I do. We almost named our daughter after her. He played the trombone. Fitzgerald, that's a strange name. Glenn Miller played the trombone, <laughs> it looks like. He's Thank got a you. picture here with a Points. trombone. I'll take it. Yep, trombone. Just saying. Mm-hmm. No clarinet for that guy. No, Benny Goodman was clarinet. Yes. Right. And then oh. we don't know the Dorsey brothers, right? Do we know? Trumpet, I think, or something like that. Maybe. I don't know. Dorsey. Maybe nothing. Maybe one, just a band leader. One played the sousaphone. The yeah. Dorsey brothers, it looks like you have a trombone. trombone and a saxophone. Oh, there you go. Okay. Tommy Dorsey was the trombonist. Well, what are you going to do? I'm just saying. Now you know something you didn't know before. Well, that's true. I love it when you learn something on this program. Mm-hmm. Almost every day. What did we learn today? 
that Tommy that, Dorsey played the trombone. Also, that guy is floating in space. Oh, what about uh, the, that other that uh, that mental condition? Oh, you think uh, you're dead. Codard Codard syndrome. Cotard? I don't know. Yeah. And the biathlon was created so Norwegians could get rabbit. Uh, (laughs) Is that what Jim said? Yeah, get out there in the skis, you know. You shoot them, then bunnies bring them back a big stew. Oh, yeah. You can't have an an event in the Winter Olympics unless you're on snow or ice. That's right. It has to be connected to snow or ice. Good one. I learned that from Pat Clark. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thanks, Pat. I love the Winter Olympics, and it starts tonight. I'm recording it. You don't love it? No. no, I don't love it. I don't love it as Wait. much as I do the Summer Olympics. Because it's sports we don't do or play or are not commonplace. And... Okay, uh, tell me all of the Summer Olympic sports you play, Mo. <laughs> I have sw- I, I've been in a pool. I've been swimming. I've been in snow. Well, that's not, you know, I haven't been, uh, you know, down a mountain or moguls or any of that. But you're on the top of the mountain, but you couldn't come down. You My had to have somebody are... come save you. The, skiing, the, the snowboard half pipe, the snowboard slalom. I've never been any of that. I'll, I'll watch oh, figure skating in ski this. Ski jump. Never been figure skating. Hockey. No, I never Curling. Hockey. Skeleton. All of these things are too hard. Luge, bobsled. No, the, these are about, sports no. nobody gets to play. Now, this is why you watch them. It's great. The Jamaican bobsled team is back. The female team and the story behind them. Fascinating. I don't like the delay. I, I, I don't like the delay. I, That's I, also difficult. It is. Because they're 14 hours ahead. Oh, and so, somebody's going to spoil it I'm gonna sooner or later. Some of the things going to be spoiled for you. Thanks I, for the reminder. I have to turn off push notifications. I downloaded the app, the NBC Olympic app. Why? You hate the games, Mo. Well, I know, but I love the pageantry of it all. <laughs> well, yeah. You're gonna I do. Have to wait I mean, till, I'm honest with you. I, tomorrow night is the opening ceremonies tonight, Friday. but you, you can actually see action happening tonight because today they are competing. Speaking of the winner, That's what's that thing too. that Julie Christie had yeah, in Doctor Zhivago, where you put you put it in there? You know, is it a muff? What is that called? You put your, your hands in the yeah. Hip. What is that? Is it a muff or a muffler? It's yes. Yes, you put your hands in a muffler, Jack. That would. <laughs> mm-hmm. You can burn your fingernails off. Hey, nice and toasty. It's the Phillips File on Real Radio 104.1. Check of the news. Here's Big Daddy. Thank you, Big Jim Weasel. Minnesota now has its own snowball vending machine. Do they not have enough snow on the ground there? Sounds like a rip-off to me. Oop-da. Next, a Pennsylvania man has been arrested after police found his smashing his family's home while high on LSD and covered in cooking oil. He was clearly role-playing as a chicken that was about to be fried. Finally, police in Anchorage, Alaska say an unnamed man robbed a Taco Bell and then attempted to avoid being identified by burying his coat in the snow. Wait. They have Taco Bell in Alaska? Headlines were brought to you by WeAreNotTheBanks.com. And transmission. That's right. That is how you pay for your home. You want to buy a new home or you just want to get a better loan to refinance the home that you currently have? WeAreNotTheBanks.com is a direct lender, and they are mortgages made easy, and they are a lot easier to work with than the banks. They can even close in 30 days in most cases. You want to finance a mobile home? They can help. Are you military? They specialize in VA loans. If you've had credit problems in your past, they can help with you as well. WeAreNotTheBanks.com for all your mortgage needs. Call them at 407 636 9808, or just go online to wearenotthebanks.com. At Real Radio 104.1, if you want to follow us on Twitter, we might follow you back. Brought to you by Seacoast Bank. See why local is better by visiting seacoastbank.com. Better by all accounts since 1926. Member FDIC. 
from the... You're listening to The Phillips File. Phillips file for uh, Thursday. Every Thursday at this time, we talk with uh, Dirty Jim, also known as Jim Colbert. Jim Colbert Show, 3 to 7 on Fridays on Real Radio. Jack just uh, said you're a baby, so I just wanted to pass that on to you. <laughs> Why would Jack call me a baby? <clears throat> I don't know. He just, because he, he can. You know, he, just, he, just, he just did. He said, I, because I figured... He just said you're like, he, for whatever reason, I'm just sitting here and he said, uh, well, I'm going to talk to... Uh, Jimmy next, and he said, "Well, he's just nothing but a, a crybaby." I thought it was the uh, a little baby. I thought it was the only excuse why you're using a Fisher Price phone the past couple weeks to call in. So we're wondering what kind of connection you got this week. Got a new phone case, uh, Jim. I know that you, Jack. Don't listen. Seems like he's a little drunk with power. Yeah, he's you know. <laughs> he, yeah, that's the thing with Bradshaw. He'll test you. Mm-hmm. You know, every once in a while, I have to push back. Every once in a while, I've said, e- don't poke the bear anymore because the bear will bite back. Usually when he, you do he, that, then he backs off a little, you know. He tries to talk to me like he talks to his daughters. <laughs> and uh, unfortunately, it works uh, because yeah. I'm scared. Because <laughs> you act like a millennial. <laughs> what? Are you crazy? Hey, how's the hoot new house doing? I'm not going to say anything about where you uh, Was that a big uh, challenge? Was that a big pain in the ass? Usually it is. People. Well, yeah, I don't mind sharing. So we we um we uh, had a house in Maitland, a little lake house type thing, and that's you know a lot of uh, maintaining. Of course, we don't have the kids anymore, so it's just Tori and I. And we found that we were like spending most of our time in two rooms, like the main living room right. and pretty much our bedroom, right? right? And uh, it, it started getting a little cumbersome. Uh, so we had toyed with the idea of downsizing and uh moving into like a townhouse condo type scenario uh, about two years ago yeah. kind of backed out of it right uh which might be a good decision that's a and good then, idea uh, that's a good idea I, I don't like that idea i don't know about the walls you never know you, you you investigate a condo and you say this is absolutely perfect and then you move in and somebody starts playing a grand piano next door to you <laughs> and, and and look man can i tell you at no point do you have any power over that that right. is the total gamble coin flip and living in this type of community because and you don't know when their lease is up or if they're leasing or if they're going to sell at mm-hmm. any given moment like mm-hmm. when we moved in within 10 days two other people moved in one new beside me and one two doors down brand new occupants don't know anything about them blah 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 blah. right but i will tell you this lifestyle walking everywhere has already positively affected my health uh namely upstairs because we have a townhouse so it's like four stories so i'm constantly up and down the townhouse and then because of the way that baldwin is set up you're pretty much a block or two wherever you live in the neighborhood pretty much right with from that downtown area that has food and drinks and cigars and ice cream and nail salons and all kinds of stuff. So we find ourselves just kind of tooling around and, and you know, I've kind of fallen in love with it. I was a little sketchy about it at first, but uh, I thought I would need property, that man thing, you know how it goes. Right. But I'm telling you, man, it's uh this convenience thing is, has, has value. You know what I'm saying? Well, I mean, if you're walking, I mean, if you're only two blocks from, you know, the downtown square and you're driving there, then then there's some problems. But, I mean, well, at yeah. least if you get a little bit of exercise before you go to the pub at Baldwin Park, you know, and have a couple of beers. You're going to get a golf cart? Uh, I have a lark. 
It's, um, <laughs> but it's souped up. Don't don't judge me. What is the uh, definition of a townhouse? I think in my mind, I think I know what it is, but I'm I can't say exactly. So count, uh, condos are like apartments, normally one level, usually one level. Townhouses are built in units, and they go up. So they're what if you have a room in your home that's usually like twelve feet wide or fifteen foot wide or whatever. I think ours are like probably say the entire thing is twenty feet wide, and then they just kind of go up in that cube, that rectangle, and they like a cereal box, and they build it out a certain way to make it look uh, attractive. And so you have to get lucky. So you're connected to another unit. I'm in the dead center, but I got I got people on both sides of me. Oh, you better you better go out there and start. You know, just you know, here's what I would do. I would go out to the front door, down to the sidewalk, and just kind of walk up and down and mutter screaming. to yourself. Yep. Just mutter. Just well, talk to yourself, and they'll they'll get the idea. Don't piss him off. Don't make him. Don't make him mad. Don't draw first attention. First day I was here, uh, went out and uh, on the sidewalk in house slippers, a house coat, and a breech double barrel over my right shoulder, and I just tooled around for like ten minutes. Have you, uh, we're talking with uh, Jim Colbert, the Jim Colbert program tomorrow between 3 and 7. Have you been all the way around the uh, the lake there, Lake Baldwin? Have you walked all the way around yet? Have not taken that <laughs> venture yet because, believe it or not, we have literally been running career-wise since we stepped in this place. We only have had a couple weekends down. And, of course, last weekend, the first weekend down was Super Bowl. So we figured we would uh, kind of um, christen our place with a little bit of a party, which turned out to be kind of a rainy adventure, but either way. Hey, a question about that with all the flights and stuff. How do your dogs have, You got one really big dog, a smaller dog with a real bad attitude. Well, you got that dog park. You've been there, haven't you? Yeah, yeah. I mean, the dogs really <laughs> haven't been an issue. To be honest with you, the dogs are a little bit older, and both these dogs are kind of built to be inside already. And believe it or not, the big dog, uh, the massive breed, is kind of known as an apartment dog because they require very little exercise. And to be honest with you, it didn't. Their hips go bad relatively early in their life. I mean, their average lifespan is like ten years, so they're they're pretty accustomed to this lifestyle. They they don't have any problem with it whatsoever. Well, how about the stairs, though? I mean, you got to be careful, man. Uh, you know, those you got to be real careful with stairs. I mean, you know, I swore when I you know moved out of downtown. I said, I'm getting a house. I'm not. I don't want a house with a second story. I'm scared to death of stairs. I mean, the older you get, of course, you know. And I'm at that point. The last thing you want to do is. You know, do that. You know, slip and slide on that on that top step. Yeah, don't don't think I haven't thought of it because like all of our floors, the, 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 it's all wood, like hardwood, so it all blends together. And my eyesight is in that position in my life where I'm uh, shaky already at best. <laughs> so every time I approach the stairs, I picture myself falling down them, and then I picture my wife finishing up a job with some kind of base or something so she can get rich with the insurance, you know. Now hold on to the banister. That's the only thing I can say. Hand on the banister first, then start walking, not the other way around. And any dog toys, make sure that they're picked up as well. Okay. But you know, I will tell you though, man, this is a you know, this is a this is pretty far removed from what I ever thought. Like every lifestyle I thought I would ever have is this thing. I thought I would always have a piece of property, be like Imus, just move out in the middle of a ranch and just put a fence around everything, put it in the dead center never invite anybody over. But this thing is like really kind of opened my horizons. Like. We've become accustomed to seeing au pairs now. Are you familiar? Well, I don't have an au pair because I don't have any children. <laughs> but you so have, we're walking. Yeah. One of our things is, like, I didn't know if you, I mean, just to get an idea of what it yeah. is. So uh, one of the things we encountered that's a little different than what we've normally encountered is, is uh, young urban professional couples walking hand in hand, very romantically, with their 
au pair pushing their child around uh, 20 feet in front of them. An au pair is a nanny, isn't it? Kind of, yeah. An au pair is when, this is what happens when you go to Europe and you come back and you get an, it's an au pair. It's like when you go to, when somebody goes to Europe and they come back and all of a sudden they're speaking about getting some petrol for their car instead of gasoline. I saw Colbert do that last time. But you know what I'm saying? You know, might I introduce my au pair? Oh, your nanny. Yeah, I I get it. Let me ask you a question. I mean, when you think back, because I do from time to time, how lucky I've been. Uh, well, no, I'm not. No, I mean, seriously, when you look back at a particular age, I never would have imagined I'd be at this point in my life. I never would have imagined I, you know, I'd be, you know, living in a relatively nice house. I, you know, there was a time when I said, this is, you know, said to myself, this is not going anywhere. And I just wonder, you know, going back to the days, you know, you're growing up in Palatka, whether, you know, you look back and say, man, how did I get here? I mean, I know how I did, but sometimes I go, what a ride that was. You know, we we were talking, oddly enough, we were talking about this on the Monsters the other day about how how you kind of do that whole thing. Well, the, the weird thing is, is at a really young age, I always found myself very intellectually curious. And I don't mean that in a book intellectual manner. I was always curious about how things work. My toys would last an average of a month. I would tear them apart, see what happened, see what made it tick, and then move forward, whatever. So I think that that curiosity kind of got me away from that hometown and not taking anything away from that small town. I would not change my upbringing in that city in any way, shape, or form, because it really kind of, it makes you a different person than growing up in a, in a very metropolitan city because of the nature of being uh, disciplined, the way that you kind of roll around and everybody knows what you're doing, so you're a little cognizant of things like that. It's right. not as engulfing. And I just kind of knew I had to get out of there because I didn't think the opportunity, any whatever it may be, uh, would ever be there. But, you know, as far as something like what's happening to me now, this is one of those, I mean, this is as anomaly as anomaly gets. And it's funny you say that, Jim. Just my last trip home to Palaka, I went back to my grandmother's house, which is the most important place to me on earth or where it was. Right. Uh, because that's where I formed the personality that I do. <laughs> and, uh, you know, and I stand in that backyard and I just sit there and I go, God Almighty, me and my cousins used to do this and we used to do that and we used to do this. And uh, it was a lot of barefoot, Jim. You know, a lot of picking stickers out of your feet and a lot of eating. Right. eggs from your own chicken pen type thing but you know it's it makes you a different kind of person growing up somewhere like that See, yeah, i, 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 I still have the cossack theory after all these years in the business i've been in the business forever i've done i think in my own mind or maybe in the minds of others i've done fairly well for myself but i still have this this idea that the cossacks at any moment will ride down the street you know, with their swords to take uh, to, to take everything that I have exactly, yeah. or make or or turn my life so upside down, and it, where my life will just turn into nothing but pure misery. And I, uh, I still haven't, I still have not been able to square that away with myself. You know, when I look back or I talk to my wife, Catherine said, "Look what you've accomplished. Look what you've done. Look, you know." I mean, uh, you're not living on Park Avenue, but you've done pretty damn well for yourself. And it's still that, yeah, that any moment, I'm just, I'm just cognizant of any moment that fear of something's going to come along, and 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 either we're going to be, either I'm going to be found out, or the or the balloon is going to be burst by somebody. <laughs> my wife actually breaks my balls more about one thing of anything. It's that very thing. It's the fact that I think that any given moment in life, somebody could come and take everything away, and I yeah. think. Probably about 15 years ago, I started managing my money way differently than I did the first 10 years I was in this business. And and I found that, like, kind of growing up and watching other people do things horribly wrong, I mean, mismanage their money, mismanage their careers, mismanage a lot of things in their life, I kind of learned by 
watching and then kind of applied that and go, okay, we can't make this move because that result is almost every single time. And, and I was able to avoid those pitfalls and just kind of, but I'm like you, buddy, I live in fear of everything going away at any given moment. That kind of, I think that kind of drives me to do what I do. I don't know what it is, but I just, I can't, I, I've been there and that sucks. All right, buddy. We'll be listening tomorrow. Have a good show. Okay. Hey, we're going to have a sex therapist on tomorrow because Valentine's day. And we also, Jim, just real quick, I don't yeah. take any time. There's a possibility a very good friend of ours had a son that last night uh, had a uh, crash that was reported all over the news. And it's one of the situations where the family's telling us that it was a guy, a kid that stole in a car and was running from a police officer that was chasing him right. at 100 miles an hour down 1792. And uh, so we're trying to confirm some information, but we're, okay. gonna, we're maybe going to talk about that whole idea of the police trying to catch a 17-year-old kid in a stolen car and what value that actually has when it comes to putting innocent people in in harm's way. And that kid, you know, that 22-year-old kid who was a good boy died last night. Sad. All right, Jimmy, we'll be listening. Have a good yeah. show tomorrow. Jim Colbert Show tomorrow, 3 to 7 on Real Radio 104.1. Eddie the Shaman's coming in to help us with So You Want to Win a Grab a Line. Someday, Alexa will do everything. Alexa, convince my mom I don't need to be set up on dates. But until then... I'm afraid I can't do that. Just tell her to play WTKS FM Orlando. Getting WTKS Orlando Radio from iHeartRadio. Great uh, song arranger Quincy Jones says he knows who uh, killed President Kennedy. How is it he knows and nobody else does? Well, After 50 got connections, years. I guess. He, he says won't. he knows. Well, the people who know don't nor they don't talk about he it. He was friends with Sinatra. Oh boy. Yeah, and Sinatra, I guess you know and the Giancana family and this and that, whatever, and they were all pissed off because of Joe Kennedy, you know, and yeah, Bob de Boo. Yeah, see what you're saying. Who took uh, my spaghetti? Sarko Babaruzzi, you know what I'm yeah, saying? Dead. Nikki Bambino. Really? Well, they always have a name like the Chin or the, you know. Yeah, Joey the Chin. Yeah, Bobby the, the, Bobby the Chin, I know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dead, dead. Hunting accident outside of Pizzeria Newark. Watch it, comrade. There we go. Time for So You Want a Winner. There are three rounds to So You Want a Winner. Round one is true, false. Round two is Brad's in the news. Stories ripped from the headlines. And if you make it to round three, Braz, who said that? And because I'm just feeling so good about myself uh, that you have lifelines for all three rounds. Mr. Pinkman, what? what are some of the prizes? We have a pair of tickets to Wassie's Cooking Class, Kevin Ward's Southern Roots. Nice. February 24th at Wassie's Meat Market in Melbourne. That's mm-hmm. one where you get to learn how to make meatloaf fatty, which I've since learned is bacon wrapped hey, meatloaf. Wait, 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 wait. You want to try the syntax <laughs> a little bit better? I want reach. Back pedal on that one. To learn how to make dishes such as meatloaf fatty. Because it sounded to me, it was (laughs) like, hey, fatty, learn how to make meatloaf dishes. Yeah, well. Wow. It's bacon wrapped meatloaf. It sounds awesome. Uh, We also. Doesn't make it sound any better. (laughs) Actually, that that does make it sound pretty good. We also have a pair of tickets to see Dan Rather fatty at Hard Rock Live. It's calling your names again. Oh. I didn't mean it. Yes, you did. You said it. Of course you said it. Oh, he said he said it, but he just didn't mean it. That's something fat right in your face. Bro. Oh! 
sounds violent. <laughs> <laughs> I understand what you're saying. <laughs> the Hard Rock Live. Dan Rather, pair of tickets to see him at the Hard Rock Live on March Call him 17th. a fatty? No. No. And a pair of tickets to the Can-Am Duel Thursday, February 15th at Daytona International Speedway. Black Panther advanced screening for next Tuesday. Is that it's a, Black Superhero, is that right? Yes. Yes. Okay. Looks pretty good. And finally, a pair of tickets to the Power Shares Triple Q 300 Saturday, February 17th at the Speedway. Q, Q, if Q. You, Q, Q, Q. If you want tickets, Daytona International Speedway.com. Let's get it underway. Ra, uh, Bob, excuse me. Bob, you're first up. It's true, false. You have lifelines. Here you go. You ready? Sure. All right, Bob. True or false? Cannabis sales leaped 40% last year on the Saturday before the big game, and this year could be even higher thanks to California's recent legalization of recreational marijuana. Is that true or false? You have lifelines if you want them. Uh, I'm going to say true, but I would like the lifeline's opinion, please. Uh-oh. You think, guys, that is a shaman? Definitely true. I mean, once you make it legalize it, everyone wants to play. So I'm going to go true on that mm-hmm. one. What do you think, Pinkman? I agree. Everybody's going true. That's your final answer? Yes. All right, good for you. Round two. Here's Mo. Excellent. Yours is Brad's in the news, this category. Stories ripped from the headlines. And here's your question. A San Bernardino family says they got drinks at a Starbucks. Peyton Vice has always had a sweet tooth, so she ordered a Frappuccino and took a few sips. That's when she realized it contained more than chocolate and whipped cream. Maybe the barista mislabeled the cup meant for Bella instead. Now a lawsuit is underway. Uh Uh-oh. What is at the heart of this story? Oh, Lifelines? Life yes, sure, life of course. Life. Do you think there was some extra love in the cup? I think there was some extra blood in the cup. That's your final answer? <laughs> sure. Yeah, blood. Yeah. Yeah. One of the baristas cut Ugh. themselves and there was blood in the oh, cup. Nasty. Blood. Oh. Oh. Do you think oh. they turn into a vampire at that point? Um, or is it because you didn't choose to drink the blood, it doesn't count? I don't know, Eddie. Yeah, they, they're probably just thinking HIV or, you know, yeah, right? any number of diseases. You know what I'm saying? Totes. There we go. Brad, who said that for the win? You have lifelines. Who said this? Okay. Here's the quote. The last time an Orlando Magic player finished inside, he was cutting child support checks nine months later. Oh, that's now, who said that? David Whitley, who's a columnist with the Orlando Sentinel, Big Daddy, or Mike Bianchi, also with the Orlando Sentinel. The quote one more time. The last time an Orlando Magic player finished inside, he was cutting child support checks nine months later. David Whitley, Big Daddy, or Mike Bianchi? Uh, definitely lifelines, please. Um, uh, that sounds like the classic <laughs> timing comedian, uh, Big Daddy. I will help you out, Bob. I believe that was Big Daddy. Yeah, they're going with Big Daddy, not Whitley or Bianchi. Yeah, Big Daddy. Yeah, oh, Big no. Daddy. I don't Big think Bianchi has uh, that, that kind of humor. Yeah, he doesn't have that. Doesn't have a sense of humor. Oh. So they're you're sa- they're saying Big Daddy. That's what they're saying. Yeah, that's your final answer. Yeah, baby. Hey, got it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. There you go. All right. <laughs> it's pretty funny though. It is <laughs> very clever. Let's move on to another contestant for so you want to win. Eddie, you got your uh, haircut. Yeah, I do. I, you know what? I, I I was wondering if you were going to notice it. I, I um I got it done, it's and nice. uh, and I will be honest. I, I switched hairdressers again. Oh, Eddie! And Why? I went to because you know what? Sandy went to this guy, and dude, his pompadour is like this big, really good hair, and he did Sandy's hair really well. He did a cut, color, all that stuff. So I brought Nikki. He did Nikki's. Took like twenty minutes. Aww. Did a little shavings here, trimmed it up. Really, you know, like shave it and scissors. 
So I'm like, I'm going back to this guy. I didn't even know his name. I just go, I want the guy with the pompadour. And he's like, I got you. So, dude, it took longer than 10 minutes, which is usually my haircuts are under five minutes. You know, you usually go to a place, zip, 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 <laughs> and you're done. Seriously? Oh, no, dude. This guy, 20 minutes, took his time, shaved it up. Dude, look in the back. Sweet. So sweet. And no shelf. Well, I fuzzy, guys... was he in the back? You know, yeah. would you rub your fingers against? Oh, it's like, dude, Whoa. yes. It's like a little yes. teddy bear. Oh, I love that part. Yes. Agreed. Velveteen Rabbit. Who's next? Mark? Mark, oh you're up. Here God. we go. True, false. You have lifelines. Listen up, Mark. Uh, rapper Michael Hunt, a.k.a. Whittle Wayne, and Lana Del Rey are the latest acts added to the T'Challa Music Festival. Is that true or false? Michael Hunt? Michael, rapper Michael Hunt, also known as Whittle Wayne, and Lana Del Rey are the latest acts added to the T'Challa Music Festival. That sounds reasonable enough, so uh, I'll say false. You're going to go false, okay? That's your final answer? Yeah, there you go. All right, round two for you. Oh, my. Here we are. Common bond for you. Two minutes. Vegas. And Donald Trump tweets. What do these three things have in common? Wow. Ooh, I'll bring in the lifelines. Lifelines. Step forward. Uh, two minutes. Vegas. Vegas. And Donald and, Trump tweets. Uh, do you think there was some kind of gambling or betting going on, Pigman? Oh, it was how soon That's after. That's your final answer. Yeah. yeah, it was prop bets at the Super Bowl. Nice. Look at me. These how people are on fire today. How long is the national anthem? Two minutes under over. This All right, Mark, here we go. To Brad, who said that. Here's the quote. Tell me who said it. Quote, for me, it's about getting the group together, enjoying each other's company, and going out and hopefully putting on a really good performance for the fans. Now, who said that? Billy Joel? Jason Christ, the former coach of the current UCF co- Knights? Oh. No, he's former, right? Jason Christ is the current coach of the Lions. Uh, Lions, excuse me. I got him confused. Coach of the Lions. Or Michael Andrews? Or Andrew? Michael Andrews. Michael Andrew. Andrew, singular. I think it's Andrew. Andrew. It's Michael Andrew. The only, I mean, for me, it makes sense because it's Michael Andrew, because obviously... Let me give you the quote, then just think about it again, because I screwed it up enough. For me, it's about getting the group together, enjoying each other's company, and going out and hopefully putting on a really good performance for the fans. Billy Joel, Jason Christ, the coach of the uh, Orlando soccer team, the Lions, or Michael Andrew, the singer and uh, band leader. Here's my problem, Hank. Michael Andrews is performing soon. He's got a big band with him. He always has a big band and obviously wants to put on a good show. The right. thing is, though, is that Billy Joel had his cr- core group of guys that were like his backup guys for so many years, mm-hmm. and then he kind of like ditched them. So I'm going to go with Billy Joel, the ditcher. I am also going to go with Billy Joel, the talented musician. They're going Billy Joel. What would you like to do, Mark? I'm going to make it anonymous and go with Billy Joel, too. <laughs> Billy Joel, <laughs> here you, we Chad go. Doctor. That's your final answer? Yes. No, I'm sorry. Oh. It was Jason Christ. Uh, uh, at least we were all wrong. <laughs> Don't worry, Eddie. It's okay. Sorry, right, Eddie. Going to cry a little, baby? Oh. Well, you know, Pinkman, I do care about our listeners. Here's Same. Anthony. Anthony, here we go with a true-false question. Remember, you have lifelines. Here we go. True or False. Americans ate about 1.35 billion chicken wings during this past Super Bowl weekend. Is that true or false? 1.35 billion chicken wings. That sounds like an underestimate. I'm going to say false. You're going to go false with no lifelines. You're a bold man. That's your final answer? Yes, sir. 
Nope. Oh, sorry. True. You should have used those lifelines, right? Lifelines. Right. right. That's a lot of wings, man. That's man. a lot of wings. You're a lot of wings. Think of over a billion <laughs> chicken wings. That's like over a hundred million. Over a hundred, hundred million. Like a lot. Dude, that has so many wings. It's a lot of chicken. I man. mean, look at a map of the United States in your mind right now and just think, where do the wings go? What do you mean, where do the wings go? Like, who had the most wings? Is it like, okay, New York made a lot of wings or Philly or Minnesota? Like, was Florida wing capital? Like, no. where are the wings in the United Where do the billion wings go? Seriously. Well, if each person ate how many wings? 12? Okay. 15? Okay. Oh, that's too many. 15 too many? Yeah. Maybe for you. Now, pause. <laughs> Here's the thought, though. Jim, how many wings did you have on Super Bowl Sunday? None. So I, that's already 15. How many did you have? Zero. So that means someone already had to have 30 more than both of you. And Mo, did you have any wings? I did. Okay, I how many that. did you have? I um, Maybe 84. Four. 84. Okay, so there's another 14. <laughs> dude, some dude out there ate like 50 wings to make up for you guys not eating any. That's why it's insane to think about how many wings. That's a lot of wings. I'm telling you, for over a billion. 1.35 billion. Um, and that, it wasn't, as in that in the world or just in the United States? It says during the weekend. I don't know. Jeez, over two days. Well, Super Bowl weekend. Yeah, it could be several meals. Yeah, ours was several meals. And, and some could have like sat out on the table a while and then they threw them away. Still, 1.35 billion. I'm telling you. That's a dude, lot of wings. A lot of wings. All right, divide it by two because that's how many chickens. Um, yeah, because seriously, think about how many wings per chicken. Oh, my God, so many chickens were murdered. Or murdered. <laughs> murdered. Well, depending yeah. on your view of life. 670 million. As a matter of fact, I was watching that scene uh, on saying. Napoleon Dino, the movie Napoleon Dino, yep. Dino when he gets yes. the job in the chicken. Yeah, and watching that big long row of chickens and nothing but chickens and nothing but chickens and nothing but chickens and chickens and chickens and just yes. chickens and those tiny little pens. Yes. And I go, I don't know about this, Jim. Mighty had to hit the tofu lasagna again. Oh, it's wow. the Phillips File on Real Radio 104.1. And now back to the greatest game show ever. Come on! My NyQuil and ecstasy is wearing off! So you want to win us. Let's get back to So You Want to Win. Mike, you ready to play, buddy? I am. All right, Mike, here we go. Thanks for hanging in there. I know you've been on hold for a while. Here we go. True or false? Uh, you have lifelines. Don't forget that. True or false? Riding the wave of the Falcon Heavy launch, Elon Musk will introduce a new fragrance named Falcon's Claw. And an energy drink called Rocket Fuel. Is that true or false? Uh, I'll use the lifelines, but I think that's false. That's just too over the top, even for him. I don't know, man. Pink, it sounds like, why not? Why not have a drink and a scent after you? I'm going to go yes. Mm, false. All right, we have a split decision. One says true, one says false. What do you want to do there, Mike? Ooh. I'm going to go with my first instinct and say false. That's your final answer? Yeah. That's a good that job. Yeah, listen nice. to your inner self. Round two for you. Mm, Brad's in the news. Stories ripped from the headlines. Here's your question. I'm too hot. Called a police and a fireman. That's from Bruno Mars Uptown Funk. You know what's also hot? Selling all your inventory in five days. That ignited an eBay price war where $500 units were sold for $6,000 a pop. Cool your jets before you flame out. Someone made a cool $10 million in sales over the weekend. What was it that sold out? Well, that's your hero, uh, Elon Musk again and his flamethrowers. That's your final answer? Yep. Yeah, this guy's good. That's my boy. All right, yep, there we go. Let's see him. if we can uh, close this up here. 
Uh, Brad Sue said that. I'll provide you with a quote, then tell me who said it, okay? Here we go. Quote, there's a special place in hell for people who prey on children. Now, who said that? Ivanka Trump, Pope Francis, or Judge Rosemary Aquilina, who was the judge in the Nasser, Dr. Nasser, sexual molestation case. There's a special place in hell for people who prey on children. Ivanka Trump, Pope Francis, Judge Rosemary Aquilina. Aquilina. I would take lifelines. All right, I... I've heard. I thought we've heard this before, but I didn't know if it was recent. I don't think the Pope would Doesn't say that. Doesn't have to be that. recent. Nobody says anything. That's has what to I'm be saying. Recent. That's what I'm saying. I'm we thinking. Never said that. We've never ever said it had to be recent. I'm going to say Some it's be not recent. the Pope. Some could be long ago. I'm going to say it's Ivanka Trump. I'm going to go with uh, Rosemarie Aquilina. Now we have another split decision. Oh God! So yeah. Mike, you need to choose. I'll give you a clue. It is okay. not Pope Francis. So it comes uh, down to Ivanka care. Trump or Judge Rosemarie Aquilina. There's a special place in hell for people who prey on children. Oh, boy. I want to say it was Ivanka Trump. It took that's long. your final answer? Yeah, that's it. Yeah, that's baby! It. There you go. Yeah. Hey, good job. I didn't want him to think about it too much. Okay. You saw he was waiting. Well, he held yeah, on for a long time. You know, it's like, okay, I'm going to cut him a little bit of sleep. You know, thank you. I know. Thank you very much. Thank you, God. I always applaud for you. Oh, I'm not God. I'm Eddie. Paul, here we go. You ready? Oh, boy, let's go. All right, yes, then. Sir. Here we go. Okay, here you are, then. I got a, I got a true-false question here for you. Uh, true right, or false? Okay, then. America, <laughs> Americans will spend... Right. Okay, oh, then. Okay, alrighty. settle down there, okay? You know, my God almighty, Mr. Polka King here. America's, Americans will spend $4.7 billion on jewelry for Valentine's Day this year. Is that true or false? Use your lifelines if you want to. Yeah, I think I want to. I'm not sure about that. That's a lot of money on mm-hmm. jewelry. Altogether, Americans will spend $4.7 billion on jewelry for Valentine's Day this year. Now, we're not talking about chicken wings. No, we're talking but about that's a lot of billion so, on jewelry. Pinkman, here's my thing. I'm, yes. I don't think it's too much for America. I do not think we'll spend that much. I think we will. Another split decision. Like a Paul, oh, boy, you guys are killing me today. I know. Ah. You're Sorry. making it hard, you know. True. You're going true. Okay, then. That's your final answer. All right, be quiet, then, so I can get a little thing in here. All right, yeah, there you go. Round two, good oh, for yeah. you. Uh-huh. All, All right. right, Paul, here's Mo. <laughs> Brad's in the news. Here's your question. Dateline, Baltimore. An Eastern Shore hunter was flown to the UM Shock Trauma Center. He was knocked unconscious and suffered head and facial injuries. Seems he forgot to duck from a falling object. Look up in the sky. It's blue ice. It's a plane. It's Superman. Nah, it's something else that hit him. What was it? I'll take my lifeline, but it sounds like the stuff that falls out of the airplanes. Oh, no, fella. Now, that's called blue ice. No, it's not. And that. it wasn't blue ice. I would use your lifelines. Yeah, I'll take my lifeline. Okay, then. This was a hunter that shot a goose out of the sky and it landed on his head. You saying a dead goose fell on his head? Correct, Amundo. That's your final answer? <laughs> you betcha. Oh, you got that right. That is correct. Oh, yeah, one of them oh, Canadian yeah. gooses, Keish. You know I what I'm saying? Ya. Oh, they're big old fat birds. <laughs> oh, yeah, they are. Oh, yeah, they're big gigantic oh, yeah. dog. Makes a, a turkey with... look like a little mouse, it does. <laughs> Oofta, right. Oh Oofta, squared. Oofta. Brad's who said that. Here's the quote. Tell me who said it. Quote, well, I guess everyone knows now I have three legs. 
Now, who said that? Michael Phelps, RuPaul, or Reese Witherspoon? Well, I guess everyone knows now I have three legs. Michael Phelps, RuPaul, or Reese Witherspoon. Use your lifelines should you so desire. Well, boys, I don't think I need you on this one. I'll take Reese Witherspoon for 500 Alex. Oh, what are you doing that for? What are you choosing her for? Uh, you know, that uh, Vanity Fair cover or whatever it was. Oh, the one that, that they airbrushed. Yeah, they tried to airbrush and gave her another leg there. Okay. Yeah, oh, boy, that was a hootenanny. Oh, my God <laughs> almighty. I looked at that thing, and my God almighty, I just about, uh, you know, peed my pants. That's your final answer? <laughs> you yeah, it. baby. Yeah, you got it. it. Right. I knew exactly yeah. what it was. Yeah. Vanity Fair cover. <laughs> right, yeah. somebody lost their job. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's the cover of Vanity Fair. You're in charge You're of double-checking the cover uh-huh. for our magazine. Right. Reese Witherspoon has three legs. It's The appendages <laughs> are important here. Yeah. No. Give us one good reason you should keep your job. I think there's some other stuff in that cover photo, the too. Yeah. Reese Witherspoon with a, an additional leg, and I think there's a hand in there. And... <laughs> yeah, the Oprah Winfrey. Yeah, they said that like Oprah had an extra set of hands. Like, one's behind, <laughs> but her hand's in the front. <laughs> like, it's like one of those fake arms, you know, where it's just just from the sleeve down. It's Fred, just sitting uh, there. you're in charge of the uh, cover shots, and uh, we just like to... I thought you stopped drinking, Fred. They gotta be doing it on purpose, right? Right, I think yeah, so. Just like... You know, they say like a, a, like an employee on the way out will hide a you know a penis inside some artwork. On... I think at Disney they always hide Mickey yeah. somewhere in yeah, some of the things, right? Yeah. Remember so, Minnie Spy? No, uh, that used to be in the paper. You had to find the name Minnie in the oh. in the picture. I had oh, a poster nice. once that somebody sent me years and years and years ago, and it was all the Disney characters. I mean, Donald yeah. Duck and Dave, all right. of them, and they're all fornicating. Oh my they're God. all. I don't know if that thing is my still mom. circulating around. <laughs> yeah, every damn one of them, and and I mean, it's they're they're picture perfect. It's not like eh, it kind of looks like Donald Duck. No, it's Donald Duck. Quiet. Oh God. You talk about something nasty. Oh my God! It was. It's nasty. Yeah, and what he was. Oh, all right. Huey, Dewey, and Louie. Oh, I felt so. It's the Phillips File on Real Radio one hundred four point one. Check out the news. Here's Big Daddy. Thank you, Big Jim Weasel. A Florida woman claims bad info from an airline caused her to flush her emotional support hamster down an airport toilet. I think she's got some bigger issues that can't be solved by an emotional support hamster. Next, a woman accused of dressing like a T-Rex and growling at horses will not face charges. Good. I'm glad to know that America is still America. God dang it. Finally, an Oregon golf course will soon offer goats as caddies. You've gotta be careful though because they'd probably eat the golf balls. Headlines were brought to you by the free iHeartRadio app. And transmission. God damn it, do I have a good deal for you. If you go to the app store on your smartphone right now, you can download that free iHeartRadio app. That's all you have to do to be able to take all the shows on Real Radio and all your favorite music with you anytime, anyplace. Super easy. So what I want you to do right now is go to the app store and download our free iHeartRadio app right now. 
Real Radio Orlando on Facebook. Brought to you by Seacoast Bank. See why local is better by visiting SeacoastBank.com. Better by all accounts since 1926. Member FDIC. From and now back to the greatest game show ever. You want to win the hokiest, cornballiest, plastic gifts that break when you look at them? Yeah. So you want to win them. Four more contestants to go. And so you want to win them before Eddie gets our chi flowing. Here's JR. Ready to play JR? I'm ready. Here we go, buddy. Thanks for hanging in there. True or false, you have lifelines. An estimated 250 million roses will be grown for Valentine's Day this year. Is that true or false? An estimated 250 million roses for Valentine's Day. Uh, it's got to be more than that. What do you think, guys? Yeah, it's got to mm. be more. If there were that many chicken wings, there's definitely more roses. Agreed. False. You want to think about it? Nope. All right. That's your final answer? Yep. Sorry, it's true. Wow. I, I know. I gave you a. Come on, man. You got to listen to me. Dude. When I say you want to think about it, they that go. That usually means, oh, yes, I'll change my I answer. I want to think about it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Sorry, man. I tried. You did. I, I no, tried. No, you totally did. Oh, I really tried. Well, did you? Don't cry. I think I did. Is Marcus ready to go, Marcus? Yes, Jim. All right, Marcus, here we go. Hang in there. Moe's having a hot flash, but anyway. I'm here. True or false, according to a Summer's Eve survey, 58% of women would rather skip the crowds and stay in for Valentine's Day. Is that true or false? Use your lifelines if you want them. Definitely want to use some lifelines. Nah, a lady wants to be taken out. 58% of women surveyed would rather skip the crowds and stay in for Valentine's Day. And he's like, man, yeah, uh, let's go out another night. I call hooey and bunk. I say true. All right, we have a split decision there, uh, Marcus. One says true, one says false. What do you want to do? I'll, I'll repeat uh, the question again because I have to kill some time. <laughs> According to a Summer's <laughs> Eve survey, 58% of women would rather skip the crowds and stay in for Valentine's Day. True or false? Well, since you have uh, extra time, did you want me to do my Mickey impression? Sure, whatever. <laughs> okay. Hi, everybody. All right. Uh, let's <laughs> leave that alone. Okay. <laughs> what do you want to do there, Marcus? <laughs> True or false? That was horrible. But that was better than right, mine. Yeah. Better than mine. All right. Better than yours. Uh, I would say, you know, I love Pinkman. He's my boy. Yeah. Aww. So I'm going to go true. You're going to go true. That's your final answer? What, what do you think, Jim? No, oh, bing, bing, bing. That's well, good. I think, uh-huh. I think you're moving on to round two. Yes, you are. And yours is a common bond. This is Brad's in the news, all right? So here are three things. What do they have in common? Lady Gaga, Taylor Swift, and Jay-Z. What do these three people have in common? Let's see. They're not all women. Nope. They're all singers. I'm yeah, sure. okay. They yeah. are. Yep. Yeah, you got to narrow that down uh, a little bit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> laughing, oh, everything's yeah, so yeah. funny. Yeah. Use yeah. your lifelines. Have your lifelines help you narrow oh, this down. Let, let's do the uh, lifelines there. Yeah, that won't think... be much help, but at least they can try. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Do you think they're highest-grossing concerts? Who do we have again? Well, you, Mo. Who do we have again? Lady Gaga, Taylor Swift, and Jay Z. Uh, yeah, that sounds that sounds like a uh, yeah. It sounds good. <laughs> it does. Okay. You know, it's, I'm so excited about. Yeah. All right. What do you think, Jim? What do I think? Mm. I think that Eddie kind of is close. Yeah, threw something out there, and he was closer. How about top ten at the Amway Center? Or how about that's your final answer. That. 
No, I don't I'm going to give yeah, it to that's you. That's right, exactly what I'm it is. it to you. It's the all-time top three artists or acts who performed at the Amway Center. Eddie, that might wow. be the best answer you've come up with. Wow. Ever. I would have never got that one. Thank you. Let's see how this goes. Oh, all right. Brad's who said that. I'll give you the quote. Tell me who said it. Quote, I have to say, I didn't have to put a lot of work into that impression. Who said that? Alec Baldwin, Bill Murray, Larry David. One more time, the quote, I have to say, I didn't have to put a lot of work into that impression. Alec Baldwin, Bill Murray, Larry David. You have lifelines. Well, Alec Baldwin would make sense because he does the Trump impression. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. he doesn't like Trump, so he doesn't have to put a lot of thought in it because he thinks he's a dummy. Mm-hmm. Um, Bill Murray, last time he was hosting, didn't he do... Um, Oh my God, he he was just on the other like last week or the week before. Yeah, whoever it was, he did a lousy and it was job. Terrible. And then uh, Larry David, uh, Bernie Sanders, he's done a bunch of things <laughs> on Saturday Night Live. I have to say, I didn't have to put a lot of work into that impression. What did the lifelines think? Alec Baldwin. Here's my problem. I- impression definitely <laughs> means that you're doing like a, a mock of it. I thought maybe it was going to be like Bill Murray from Caddyshack, you know, doing the Carl voice. Like it didn't take him a lot. So now I'm leaning towards Alec Baldwin, too. I think the only thing he had to do was purse his lips and push him out. Both of you are saying Alec Baldwin? Yes. Okay. What would you like to do, Marcus? Marcus, let me give you a clue. Okay. (laughs) Both of these lifelines are wrong. (laughs) All right. So that means it's Larry David. It doesn't mean it's Larry David. No, it doesn't. It's either Bill Bill Murray Murray or or Larry Larry David. David. Oh, crap. Bill Murray. Larry David. A split decision. Now it's up to you, Marcus. Oh. What do you want to do, Bill Murray or Larry David? I have to uh, say, I didn't have to put a lot of work into that impression. Bill Murray or Larry David? I'm going to go. I love Bill Murray, so I have to go Bill Murray. You're going Bill Murray, okay. That's your final answer? What do you think, Jeff? I'm not saying anything. Uh-huh. <laughs> oh, boy. What do you think? What do you think? Bill Murray? Uh, let's go Bill Murray. Uh-oh. I'm sorry. Uh, sorry, David. Sorry, Marcus. Sorry. Oh, I know. Brother. We worked it, worked it, worked it. But here we go. Tony, true or false? Tony, true or false? In 2017, 16 NFL players were arrested for domestic violence. Is that true or false? 16. Well, um, in 2017, in 2017, last year, 16 NFL players were arrested on charges of domestic violence. Hmm. It sounds like less, but I, I will take the opportunity of the uh, <laughs> lifelines. Yes, yeah, sure. My lifeline. Yeah. Not a huge NFL guy, but I follow it a little bit. But I didn't see sixteen different guys get busted for domestic violence. So that doesn't mean just good because you didn't read about it. Eddie, uh, you didn't watch the news. I'm going to say no. Eddie yeah. says false. false. Same. False. Two false, uh, two falses coming up, <laughs> up from your. Two falsies? Yeah, two what? falsies coming up from <laughs> your lifelines. Uh, yes, wow. In 2017, yeah. 16 NFL players arrested for domestic violence. True or false? I'm going with my guy. It's false. That's your final answer? Yes, sir. I'm sorry. It's true. Oh, 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 sorry. sorry, dude. Wow. That's a. Uh, I worked high so number. hard to get into that round, too. No. <laughs> I know. Uh, here's Art. We're going to string Art along for a while. Okay. Yeah, because I'm not giving Eddie 20 minutes on the air. All just right, not fine. Doing it. Yeah, that's what you said about Hang on, man. There's not even 20 minutes left in the show, bro. <laughs> well, when you do your thing, it feels longer. Stop than it. It's, oh, it that's feels, cold, Eddie. Eddie. That's nice, cold. though, isn't it? It works so hard. Jim, that's Zoom, very cold. Zoom. Oh, my God, 22 years. 
Oh, Here we so go. Art, true or false? Long. Art, true or false? Last year, more than four billion passengers used aviation for business and pleasure. Is that true or false? Use your lifelines if you so desire. Uh, lifeline, please. Lifelines. It's a lot of people. Last year, more than four billion passengers used aviation for business and pleasure. It's got to be more. It's more than the chicken wings, Eddie. Gotta be more. Mm, true. So many billion. Pinkman says true. Eddie the Shaman says false. 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 A more. split decision. Art. Uh, Eddie's uh, had any a rough time. helpful tips, Jim? Oh. Tips, you said? I think you said <laughs> tips. <laughs> it sounded like falsies yeah, or gonna, something. I'm going to go with tips. All right. <laughs> yeah, uh, something to do with falsies. Well, yeah. yeah. let's see here. All right, Jim, think about what would this? you say? Uh, yeah, it's a lot, that's a lot of people, but, I mean, you have to count, you know, it, many of them are flying more than once. So if you're a passenger once, you can be a passenger again. That's true. I flew okay. a couple of times. Okay. That's right. So just because yeah. the planet has 8 billion or 6 billion, and then we have 4 billion passengers, among the, that means, Some I mean, people. anybody can fly a number of times. Yeah, sure. One person flew four Ooh. times. Then you know there's where I'm going billion. with this there, yeah, sure. Art? Yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go with you. I'm going to go uh, true. Okay, there you go. That's your final answer. There you go. Good job. Round two. Oh, my. Okay, this is a long one, so hold on. It's a rocky ride. This is the pit, and I'm losing sleep over this. Three Delaware daycare employees were arrested after a cell phone video emerged of them neglecting their duties by endangering the well-being of their charges. Then it hit me. They were working at the hands of our future daycare. Somebody forgot the first rule. What went on there? Lifeline, please. I'm going to give you a clue. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Well, it's already there. Brad Pitt. Mm-hmm. This is the pits. That was a clue. Yeah. Um, I said just pit. remember the rule. Uh-huh. Domestic violence? Like child rule. neglect? Like mm-hmm. oh, Somebody forgot the first rule. Get a jag? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, 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 oh. What oh, is it? Penguin. Oh, Toddler the... Fight Club. What? Toddler Fight Club. Oh, my Toddler goodness. Fight Club. That's insane. But I'd buy it. Uh, they're saying a Toddler Fight Club. Um. <laughs> yeah, I don't believe the Toddler Fight Club. Um, they left a child behind. No, at the no, 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 you don't. You don't understand. I think you I might, said, might listen. I said to... a Toddler Fight Club. Okay, I'll go with that. That's your final answer. You're you're smart. Guy. There, you, there go. you go. Yeah. Okay. The bottom line, from what I understand, is the kids were wailing on each other, and the grown-ups did nothing to stop it. In fact, they were egging these kids on from smacking each other. Well, that's, that's not going to end. That's that's not going to end. I mean, that's not going to end well no. for adults. Can you hear that, Eddie? That's your time flying out the window. Oh, Eddie. There we go. We're gonna add, we're gonna wrap it Last up, Eddie. One. You're here gonna have go. a you're gonna have a nice long bit here. Just okay. hanging there. Good. Here we go, Art uh, Brads, who said that. Here's the quote. Quote, you can't go back and change the beginning, but you can start where you are and change the ending. Oh, I like that. Now, who said that? C.S. Lewis, Jerry Lewis, Lewis Carroll. Oh, I need help. I've never made it past round two. I need a lifeline. Okay, lifelines. You can't go back and change the beginning, but you can start where you are and change the ending. C.S. Lewis, the great writer who had a lot of religious, especially Roman Catholic connotations, Christian, I should say, Jerry Lewis and Lewis Carroll. Lifelines, it's up to you to carry the ball. I'm going Lewis Carroll, my brother, through the looking glass. What do you think there, Pinkman? I'm going to go C.S. Lewis, Wrinkle in Time. All right, we're no, a split decision. I will help you out. It is not Jerry Lewis, so it is either C.S. Lewis or Lewis Carroll. 
It's up to you, Art. Let me go with... Uh, Think about Alice making changes Lewis in her mind. or Lewis Carroll? I'll go with, uh, with what he just said with Alice. Do you really want to go there? No, I want to go with the other one. <laughs> you want to go with... Oh. You want to go to C.S. Lewis? C.S. Lewis. Yes. That's your final answer? <laughs> yes. You sure? No. Ah, wait! Use more of Eddie's time, sir. No, are you sure? I I'm giving it to yeah, you. Yeah, you should be sure. Yeah, you don't have to worry You're about sure? it. You're sure? You're good. Go on, yeah, oh, C.S. Lewis. Thanks for oh, playing Eddie. so you want to win it. Good yeah. night, everybody. Drew's up next. It is time to let your yin meet your yang. Oh, man, I didn't know it was that late. I'm sorry. Find your inner child and teach him not to touch him. I'm sorry, every week for 22 years. <laughs> a two-hour drive for a five-minute <laughs> oh, Eddie. I'll give you extra time next week, I promise. Peace, love, and the Phyllis file. <laughs> uh, drop the mic. Come on, Eddie. Oh, my God. I need that chief loan. Oh, man, you don't understand, man. Yeah. Oh. You know how hard I worked this week for you? Oh, I'm sorry. I journeyed oh, so guilt. far. You're doing a guilt trip. No, 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 I live a I live a beautiful life. I'm very happy with what I do, and that's why again, this is a gift. It's yeah. all a gift, man. Wabi yeah, right. sabi. It's nothing's permanent. Um, last night went to a bridal tasting at Highland Manor. Beautiful, met beautiful people, saw beautiful people. But Jim, this weekend I get to spend time in our hometown. We're having our Prego Expo this Sunday, of course, at the uh, Rosen. Uh, if you want to go, the Rosen Plaza, eleven to four. Look up tickets, PregoExpo.com. I'll be hosting Jim. As you know, I have many years ago, three years ago now, uh, that we're on our fifth annual Prego Expo. I took your recipe, so I want you to know that in your hometown, you will feel vibrations of love because when I give out that recipe over there in the International Drive, you're going to get it at your house. So at some point on Sunday, right around 2 o'clock, you're going to feel a little tingling, and that's going to be all the love and appreciation of your hometown helping you with your recipe for pregnancy. women who are pregnant, about to be pregnant. Yeah, you want them to get their overdue, and they don't want to wait, and they were waiting for the induction, and you said, recipe is, they've got... Dad has to go out, get the mac and cheese. He has to make the mac and cheese, buy a bottle of A1 sauce. She gives the bottle of the A1 sauce and the pre-made macaroni and cheese. She dumps as much on as she can take. Eat as much as you can. Within, you said, within usually two days, hours. you got a baby. Four hours, yeah. So, that Jim, the reason why I want you to know I work so hard is because, Jim, as you know, we have new power animals. And I don't know if you knew this, but when we get our new power animals, I have to look up and see what your power animal oh, means. Okay. So, do you want to know what I figured out? You ready for this one? Sure. So first things first, Pinkman, do you remember what your power animal was that you saw? Yeah. Iguana. Thank you very much. Now, Pinkman, here's the thing. I talked to the iguana. I went on a journey Thank this you. past, uh, like, Tuesday. I went. In, I just wanted to go deep and see what was going on. So I had to go where iguanas were. So I kind of went into this hot, kind of sticky environment where there was a lot of trees and tropicals and hanging out, and there was this beautiful iguana. And I'm looking at the iguana. I'm like, iguana, you know, what does Pinkman need to know? Like, what, what are some things that he can connect to? Well, as you know, I like to get a little cryptic, but this time around, we're going to keep it straight up. So... I want you to know, Pinkman, that you are actually an iguana because, Pinkman, you have adaptation. You've adapted. You've come into this radio world. Uh, you've adjusted to real life after getting out of college. Adaptation. Variation. Wow. Yeah. See it. Mm. Variation. You make him do different things. You make him try new things. You make him watch new movies. That's You're true. trying to expose, no offense, this young man to things that maybe he wouldn't know about. Classic movies like Casablanca or things like that, where, again, you can make a reference and he doesn't get it, but he's adapting. Jim. 
Penguin has flexibility. Ooh. Flexibility. Now, Whoa. you wouldn't see that when you think of an iguana. They're usually very stiff. But actually, it's the opposite. They're very flexible. But here's my favorite. Shrewdness. Have you ever seen Pinkman display some shrewdness there, Jim? Oh, don't no, tell me more. Oh, I'm telling you. Not only that, he's not only shrewd, Jim. He has a quickness about him. And my favorite is he's introversion. He is introverted. A lot of people don't think that. But if you stare at Pinkman long enough, he doesn't say anything much. I mean, yeah, he breaks out every now and then. But really, when you think about it, he's just sitting on a shelf kind of taking it all in. Like, a, like an iguana. Yeah, great just iguana. like just like an iguana. But, Jack, you were chinchilla. a what, Jack? That's right. Now, Jack, i got to be honest. <laughs> I had to dig deep for a chinchilla. They're not easy to find and look up. But I did. I found one. I didn't go into someone's bathtub. Because oh. <laughs> you remember back in, like, the 80s? Everyone always wanted like a chinchilla coat, and they're like, dude, I got a bathtub full of chinchillas. But I didn't, because I love them. They're very beautiful. But Jack, you ready for this one? Yeah, bud. There I was, hanging out in the chinchilla area, Uh and all of a sudden, the chinchilla came to me, and he said to Jack, he said, Jack, you are innocence. Which you are, Jack. Warmth. The power of silence. I've seen you, Jack, not say anything, and it's scary, because you're powerful, even though you're not saying anything, because that means you're thinking. This was my favorite, Jack. Zen. Chinchillas. They're very zen, Jim. And also, quiet observation. I notice you observing. Right now, you're observing the television while you're listening to me, and you're not talking. That's quiet observation. Mm-hmm. Also, this is one of my favorites for you, too. A child of the divine? Rock on, you little religious guy that you are, Jack. I know you're into that stuff. So, again, being the child of the divine, that's pretty tight. And then my favorite is self-mastery. Jack, I haven't met anyone. Exactly. That's why you're so good at it, Jack. Moira, what was yours? Do you remember? I don't. You had a fox, Mo. Oh, yes, I did. And now here's the thing about the fox. The fox was kind of hard to find. I had to go through a bunch of different burrows and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. But the fox told me that, Mo, you have a character of wisdom. You have cunning, which I've seen before, strategy, which we all know about, cleverness, Mo, you know you got a sharp mind. You are, of course, also have an adaptability about you. The other thing you have are the three things that are most important, desire, intensity, and expression. Mo, never stop your desire, never stop that intensity, and keep expressing. But Jim, you, my brother, had the squirrel. That's right. And the Ah. squirrel, the thing that's great about it, Jim, is that you're going to see squirrels all the time around your house. And every time a squirrel presents itself to you, it's a gentle reminder. That's why, again, brothers and sisters of love, when you see your power animal, it's not like, dude, run. It's, oh, thanks for reminding me. So, Jim, you need to remind yourself. You need to keep that passion, Jim. You need to keep that energy. You know squirrels love to play, and I know you, Jim. Every now and then, you raise your eyebrows like that, which means you're kind of playing along. But also, Jim, yeah. do you know that you have prudence? I've noticed your prudence. Prudence. Yeah, you have prudence. Uh, okay, prudence. I, I'm just telling you, bro, not me, squirrel. You have balance. You have preparation. What I love most about you is your resourcefulness because you're very good at finding stuff. Once you key into something, have you ever noticed, Jim, you get so into it that you research it, you look it up before you even dip your toe in that water. That's resourcefulness. And you have a lot of nuts, Jim, because you know when it comes wintertime, you want to make sure Catherine's fed. Mm-hmm. The best thing is Watch you do, and the reason why you're the best at it, Jim, <laughs> is you communicate effectively. You're an effective communicator. Mm-hmm. You, Stop it. Accept the compliment. Thank you, Eddie. Thank I said you. thank you. Don't thank, thank you, me. Thank you, thank you. Thank you, you little thank squirrel. The squirrel. And mine, of course, was the armadillo. Brothers and sisters of love, remember the armadillo told me to tell you trust, peace, pacifism, reclusiveness, neutrality, complexity, and of course, remember what the skunk monk told me to tell all of you. What? Attract what you need in order to grow. Take a deep breath. In. Let it go. Ah, And remember, Uh peace, love, and the Phillips file. Shaka! Look, a squirrel. Thank you for partaking in the cleansing of your soul. 
This is just one step in your journey toward inner peace and happiness. Remember to keep your chakras in line and wash your hands after you go to the bathroom. Save your poker chips. That's one way to get a squirrel out of a tree. More on that uh, Monday. We're out of here. Uh, Jim Colbert show tomorrow between 3 and 7. I'm back on Monday at 3, right after Sean East, the news junkie with Sabrina and Celia, and they follow the monsters in the morning. Tom and Dan are next tonight. Eat dessert first, grin like a dog, wander aimlessly, pound your conk as often as you can. Buy your books with cash and eat some ants. Bye-bye and take care.